<laughs> Jesus. What are you doing in there, Riff? <laughs> Just watching videos. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Riff. I'm Kevin. I'm Jim. And it's time for Video Games Hot Dog. What is this, episode number 176? It is. All right. At a nine there, it's the year that at least one of us was born. Yeah. I was born in 9,176, <laughs> and I came back to the past to bring you this podcast. Welcome. Yes. Hey, thanks. <laughs> what have I missed? <laughs> quick, quick. What, negative 8,000 years. What happens in the next 8,000 years, Tell me years, some guys? stocks. <laughs> Tell me some tips. What are the winning lotto numbers? We don't believe in stocks in the year 9,176, or at least we didn't when I was a baby <laughs> that year. Shit. Yeah. I didn't bother to learn anything. I was just, I was sent back in time in a Terminator bubble as a baby, oh. and then I was just adopted by a by a Useless. kind family in, of, of farmers in Southern Illinois. Ah, uh, boy. So yeah, I got I got nothing. I'm sorry. Do you have like a like a kryptonite or something that that we can defeat you with? <laughs> Just regular bullets. Okay. Tomatoes. <laughs> kryptonite is made from bullets in the future. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's very different. Very different in the future. Riff is. We established in the previous podcast that Riff is now vulnerable to bullets as a result of the. Uh, Sam and Max tattoo? Yeah, your Sam oh, and Max right. tattoo. Yes. I was going to say, yes. the, I was about to say the defecation of your Sam and Max wow. tattoo. Wow. I think I <laughs> what you mean is the defenestration the of Desecration? The yeah, it was defenestrating, <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Man, what what do you call it when you break a seal? Um. <laughs> it's like, is this a, there, the seal up? was wild, but now I can yeah. ride it wherever I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, were you setting up a pun there? No, I, I'm trying just to figure actually out what word asking. I couldn't think of. Yeah, no. is there is there literally a word for just breaking a like a a wax seal on something? There must be dis disfigured disbarment. It's no longer whole disillusionment. Unhold your unholy. Of, your tattoo of Sam is now unholy. I, which one is Sam and which one is Max? Riff. Uh, Max is the rabbit. Okay, so you have Max. Yes. Tattoo. Yeah. Well, you have the best tattoo. So, yeah. wait, wait, how does this establish that he's vulnerable to bullets? The thing that was stopping him from being vulnerable <laughs> to bullets before was the sanctity of his Max tattoo. Yeah, it's, right. this was sort of a convoluted chain <laughs> of... <laughs> the, it is a tattoo of, of Max firing his gun, which, due to homeopathic principles, therefore makes me immune to bullets. Uh, oh. But but when I when I broke my shoulder and had to get soldier or soldier surgery when I had to get <laughs> shoulder surgery, there's they now, call it field surgery. Really. Yeah, you have to have five yeah. surgeries real fast. <laughs> also, if you think about it, getting shot with a bullet is kind of like soldier surgery. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but now there's a scar that partially bisects the tattoo, and so it, so it no longer is functional as protective wow. against That's bullets. pretty badass. The army called in a surgical strike, but the best they could manage was a surgical spare. Ah, <laughs> uh, wow, yeah. Uh, that that was really. I, good. I would have left the room, but there were like two microphones in the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you're stuck here, buddy. <laughs> How you guys been? All right. Good. Yeah. It's been, I know. it's been all right. Jim, you hate being asked this question. You need a specific question about the last No, no, no. I thought of something. I totally thought okay, of something. Okay, what's up? I, I've been wearing this hoodie. They gave me a hoodie that developer, the PlayStation developer party. And I've been wearing a hoodie for the first time in my life. I started like a week ago. 
And I was going out. I went out. I was like, this is kind of cold. Why don't I put on this hoodie I got? And I put on the hoodie and then like it started to rain. And then like 15 minutes later, I was like, shit, I could put up the hood on this hoodie. Huh. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing. Revelatory. 15 minutes in the rain in a hoodie is rough though. Well, uh, that was 15 minutes in the rain without the hood up. Is that what you mean? Well, it gets pretty soggy. It, yeah, it, it does. For probably 15 years. The only, no, for probably 20 years, the only coat that I had was a leather jacket. And it was just because the leather got so shitty that it was effectively no longer waterproof that I had to get a new jacket here, which I got a hoodie for the first time maybe eight months ago, ten months ago. And uh, it's not so good in the rain. It makes you look cool. It makes you look like a... Do, do, do people mistake you for a Silicon Valley startup entrepreneur? Uh, well, I live in Fruitvale, so I'm just a hooded thug. Oh, do you get shot a lot? Do uh, you need a tattoo of Max <laughs> to protect you? Uh, luckily, black is not a gang color as far as I know, and cops never come to Fruitvale, so... Except the BART station when they want to shoot passengers, but... The BART cops shoot passengers at Fruitvale? That's what the movie was about. Oh. What but they never get off the train. Movie? Fruitvale Station. Oh. It was the movie about the BART cop that shot somebody when he was trying to use the taser they got the apparently got like, them confused he got his what? taser yeah. and his gun mixed up what? yes that is literally wow. what happened like if you watch the video he like shoots the guy in like face palms wow wow hmm. it's, it's it's pretty brutal I mean I guess a taser is kind of shaped like a gun like I don't know like did they design I, I haven't looked at this taser but maybe like they were like well people already know how to use guns let's make it feel exactly like a gun and, like, make it look exactly like a gun so that that way it's more intimidating. So maybe they won't have to tase you. Sure. Yeah. Maybe they'll just do what you say. Unless they have a tattoo. Or are facing downwards and already cooperating. Yeah. Uh, do, has anyone pointed out that it's that it's funny that fruit uh, figures into frog fractions and that you live in Fruitvale? I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, I don't know that that's really funny. Like if you lived no. in Frogburg, that Notably, would be funny and somebody would have pointed it out. Yes, no doubt. Notably, um, I didn't move to Fruitville until a year after shipping Frog Fractions. Did you move there because it was called Fruitvale? No, I moved there because it was the cheapest place available. Hmm. Have you ever been to a place called Glendale Valley? <laughs> I have not. Is, okay. is there a connection to Frog Fractions there? No, there's just a bunch of different words for for sure. valley that like people throw together without realizing that uh, what they're saying is the same thing over and over and over again. I have been <laughs> to oh, I get it. Woods Sylvania Forest. <laughs> have you? Uh, yeah. Um, Mountainburg. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, City, Table Mesa. Town, Cityville Town. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. Table Mesa doesn't really... That's different. I think. Thumb butt. Because we don't call it a table. And it's Thumb Butte, and it's a perfectly reasonable landmark, and it isn't funny. It's pretty funny. God, what is the matter with you? I always thought Ocean Beach was funny until I realized there's also a Bay Beach. So yeah, the oh, distinction right. actually is meaningful. Wow, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When we went to Ocean Beach, we got one Bay Beach. <laughs> We didn't really. I don't. Are there babes? <laughs> You've never actually there? been to Ocean Beach. No, I think I have. It's the one to the west of the park, but I don't remember if there's any babes there. I feel like it's too cold for babes. It's it's mostly covered with like dead sea life. Oh, so it's a beach. 
Yes. Yeah, that's there. So there are some beautiful, like pristine sand beaches that you probably have just never been to on some island because you'd have to fly there in an airplane. Okay. Um, are you saying that there's no dead sea life, so there's no sea there either? No, I'm just saying that there are like there are nice beaches, beaches that you would enjoy being on because they don't smell like the death of the ocean. Okay, but that's not like <clears throat> when you say pristine, I think of like the desecration that man will bring to a beach. But huh? But what you're actually talking about is the de- desecration the ocean brings to the beach, and the ocean touches. Well, I was going to say all beaches, but we were just talking about this. <laughs> a lot of them. Well, I mean, the ocean touches the Bay Beach here. It right? depends what you That's define right. the ocean as. Well, if you if all you have to do is draw a circle partly around part of a thing and it's no longer considered touching it, then, yeah, I don't... People use words to mean certain things. <laughs> That's true. And... <laughs> but the Bay is salt water, and it's still, like, you could... It... There, Okay, so there are, yeah, there are freshwater beaches in the Great Lakes. For example. Yes. And those, the ocean does not touch those. You know what? I've been to one of those and it was probably the best beach I've ever been to. Okay. Because there were waves, but it wasn't two, there weren't two waves. Okay. There there was only one. (laughs) It Uh, wasn't salty. It just went back and forth. Yeah. It wasn't salty. There Uh, were no sailors. Um, only some of the things that have died since the formation of the earth were still in that lake. Okay. Rotting, uh, as opposed to the ocean in which Everything that has died since the dawn of time is still rotting. Some of that stuff. Okay, so since the dawn of time, a bunch of stuff has turned to stone. So that stuff is rotting. But it's still rotting, rotting yeah, in old stone, stone form. Is still rotting in the ocean. What? No. It's like you go to see fossils Wait, in a museum, that stuff's still rotting. Good rebuttal. Yeah, no, okay. Slowly. Sorry. Okay, so. <clears throat> it's like how glass is a liquid. The Grand Canyon used to be underwater. <clears throat> Uh-huh. So that is a bunch of stuff that died in an ocean and is now part of a rock thousands it's of miles from the ocean. Only temporarily not in the ocean. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's just taking a vacation well, from the ocean, let's just, Kevin. Just keep making sure that Kevin's wrong. Yeah. Like, it doesn't actually matter what the outcome of this conversation is as long as he's wrong. Once yeah. we're done melting all those ice caps, then the ocean will cover everything and it'll be true again. Yeah, like, even the methane from Julius Caesar's last fart is eventually going to be in the ocean once the ice caps <laughs> melt enough. The me- w- w- Each one of us contains one atom of one molecule of methane from S- Julius Caesar's last fart. How deep would the water on the Earth be if we made it perfectly spherical? If we made the what? Earth. If the it- Earth was perfectly spherical. As that, opposed to being slightly oblong? That or, sounds like a calculus question. Oh, oh, or you mean like all the mountains and all the ocean de- yes. depths and everything? We're, mm. we're all evened out. How deep are we? Are we lowering be? the mountains or raising the oceans? Are we Both. flattening the hills? We're, we are making are we the earth the perfectly curves? spherical. Riff. I would imagine it's, it would well, be similar sure, to what it is already. You think so? Are, yeah, are think we so. making it spherical by well, okay. filling it in it. or removing the, the sticky out bits? There's only one way to make a certain amount of mass spherical. Yeah, we're right. making it a sphere <laughs> oh, okay. made out of if all you of wanna, the... See, that's what I'm asking. Are you keeping the same mass or are you I'm also keeping the same amount of water. I'm curious how much water there is. To be fair, you didn't specify those things. Oh my god. I wasn't I, confused, but it's okay for Rift to be. Fine, fine. <laughs> okay. Listen, I wasn't so confused, we but take, I have a future intellect. I'm, we take I'm this... glad that I have... Permission to be confused. We take I'm this earth, so much the earth that we currently live on, 
and we shovel all the mountains into the ocean until uh, until it is a fucking water world. We could do world. this if we got the entire population of China to stomp on Mount Everest at the same time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sidekicks. Don't be racist. They don't all know karate. They don't all have the same kind of phone. That's Kevin's only racism, is he believes that all Chinese people own a sidekick. <laughs> do you guys ever have a sidekick? I, I, I did a, not. I had a I never did. It was pretty good. Do they still make those? They don't. Well, they might. I don't know. I for a while. It's I a good name for a for a personal digital assistant. Sure, it is. Yeah. It. Uh, they also call it Data. Short round. Uh-huh. Data wasn't really anybody's assistant. Um, I mean, Data. From the Goonies, not sure, data sure. from Star uh, Trek. Uh, okay. He was somebody's. He was technically <laughs> anyone who's in the military is the assistant to anyone higher rank than them. So what they should do, what they should do is the highest military rank should just be guy, and then all of the ones below that are assistant, and then assistant, assistant, <laughs> and then assistant, assistant, assistant. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Just the, the only thing you're allowed to give uh, the enemy when they capture you is your name, rank and serial number and be sure that it takes so long to recite your rank that the war is over and you've been freed. <laughs> That's why they say so that. Does that mean there are four-star guys? There's <laughs> no, just one guy. It, so like the president is the guy. Yeah, the president is guy. I would I say he's he's the, he's the man. Sure. And then Joe Biden is assistant. Wow. Assistant, assistant Joe Biden. Guy. Yeah. And then Hmm, but then I don't know what you call Joe Biden's assistant. Right, because then... Assistant cause the, you know, to the assistant guy. Secretary of the Treasury is something, too, right? Secretary like, of the Damned. <laughs> I mean, let's make that movie. <laughs> Secretary of the Damned. Yeah. And it's about the presidential cabinet? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's about whoever works for Joe Biden. <laughs> also, I think this kind of implies that there's, only, there's a, a single person in every tier of the hierarchy right. which is i think not how the That's military how the works, works. Yeah. yeah but you know it'd be cool also well, you could also system the for first cousins like in, <laughs> removed like it could be Dude, I, I don't remember how it works i actually know this if you want to if you want to know lay it on me okay so the, the way that that works is you what cousin you are is dependent on how far back the common progenitor is so First you, cousins. You and your first cousins have your grandfather in common. Your and grandfather so that is, and grandmother in common. That so is that just is what normal first, people call yeah, cousins. That is what people call cousins, is okay. first cousins. Your children, the children of first cousins, are second cousins to one another, but first cousins once removed. To, like, it, Wait, your, second cousins equals first cousins? Second cousins to, to one another, but they are first cousins once removed to you. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, so my first cousin's kids... Is your first cousin once removed? Okay. Okay. All right. The, so the only utterance of nth removed or whatever that I can remember actually hearing is a, uh, a puke and snot skit from the, uh, the, the Renaissance, Renaissance Festival. Festival? Second cousin twice removed once by force. <laughs> that was the, that was the joke. Okay. So, okay. I mean, that's a, that's about the fact that the word "removed" means different things in different yes. contexts. Yeah. That's that joke. Yeah, Jokes. that was it was pretty funny. Yeah, in okay, the future, I know our Renaissance think festivals that... are just this. <laughs> podcast just this. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer that, think that you can apply the cousin terminology 76. to whose assistant to whom. Yeah. 
The other way that so, you could the other way that you could do that prisoner of war thing is just to make the serial numbers really really long. Mm. Although just do them all then, in binary. You'd multiply only, two prime numbers. <laughs> my my prisoner's dilemma is that I can't keep thinking of characters <laughs> for my serial number. <laughs> my I'm superpower, tired. My superpower is that I cannot think about elephants. That's cool. Have you guys been playing any video games? Uh, I've been playing exclusively World of Warcraft. Me too, almost. Have you been finding it, Riff? It's pretty great. I yeah, yeah. I agree. I I don't think it is as pretty as Pandaria was, but it's it's certainly no no slouch in that. So regard. this is a, a like a graphical overhaul of 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 all the content, is it? No, no. Um, it's a graphical overhaul of the characters, oh. yeah. uh, but that's not super... They basically just brought all of the character models up to the level of fidelity of the most recently added character models. Which were those? The pandas. Ah. And I think the, probably uh, the, the goblins and the, the goblins and the worgen too, yeah. which just have much better animations. It's not a big deal unless you look more, at them side more by side. polygons and so right. on, yeah. My guy looks all different, but I wouldn't probably have not noticed that they hadn't told me. Because it was ten years of... The models before, right? Or did yeah. they update them in between? No, I think no. I think this was the only time they've updated. Yeah, them. that's crazy. And you know, I remember <clears throat> rhetoric about MMOs before saying you can't do that because people get attached to their characters. But man, I don't know what the fuck my guy's face looks like. You <laughs> never see that except on the character select screen. Yeah, I mean, I like, I went and looked that at clown a bunch of other characters that that I had half played and lying around other than my main who's a worgen so she didn't actually change but i looked at the other ones and they look pretty much the same to me just higher resolution didn't so, your main used to be like a night elf uh that was my previous main yeah before, and before I, that before i went to worgen was uh, it was it the 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 thing you might call riff <laughs> before you just existed in a virtual world what? You're talking about Riff, his Kingdom of Loathing character. Yes. Uh, was okay. his main before World of Warcraft. <laughs> Did you make your KOL account before or after World of Warcraft came out? Um, Quick. World of Warcraft. Order two things from ten years ago. Yeah, but I don't Go. know the specific dates of them. <laughs> Wait, I need Amazon Prime to order things from ten years ago. Amazon Primer. <laughs> Back when I played... Should have been the best tweet. World of Warcraft... I actually looked at my face all the fucking time because I was always checking out my armor. Oh, it, yeah. You know, yeah, super, yeah. you know, you get proud of that stuff and you don't want to see it from the back. So you just, you know, do the right click thing and turn the camera around to face sure. you. Like, oh yeah, that's a handsome devil. I spent a lot of time taking screenshots in various locations. Yeah. I, yeah, I just yeah. found actually my directory of, of, uh, work, World of Warcraft screenshots and there's a lot of shots of me like, Riding a Meccano Strider. Mm -hmm. Do you do oh, the yeah. thing where you take like you a vacation photographs yeah. by turning around to face <laughs> yeah, the camera? Zach's and giving do me the, a look. Do the wave emote so that you're like waving at the camera as you do the screenshot. Uh, yeah, yeah, I never yeah. thought to do that. That's brilliant. Yeah, those are fun. <clears throat> you know what? Uh, I wish that there was in World of Warcraft that there is in the Secret World is a slash push-ups emote. Oh wow! Just make you do push-ups huh. forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. Um, although I feel like that probably gets used for teabagging a lot. Mm. Yep. But just give a slash teabag, whatever. Slash train. Woo woo. That's an EverQuest joke that nobody gets. 
Yeah, that's a little strange. Apparently, there was a lot of problems being caused by too many people being in one place and that toy train from a couple Christmases ago <laughs> yeah. that would make everyone in the area do the train emote <laughs> against wow. their will. And that was apparently just like somebody would walk into a crowd of people, pull out that toy train, and it was just everyone would get disconnected from the server. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Amazing. That's rad. Even after they fixed that problem, it's still the most hugely annoying thing. They eventually made another toy that is a robot that if you put it down... It's like a train destroyer. Yeah, it destroys the train. It's like this robot exists entirely as a Faraday cage in which no trains can exist. The other way to solve that problem is just to make it so that the train only makes the people do the woo-woo emote for the person on the machine of the person who set it down. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> yeah. <laughs> there, I guess that, you know, there were some launch troubles. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't really apparently... There was like a queue on the the Friday that I logged in the first time, but that is, yeah, I was that's all I've noticed. fairly regularly You since might guys be on, on like low population launched. servers. Yeah, I mean, well, there were I'm some queues every once in a while. And it's an old server. I'm pretty sure it's pretty full, but... I mean, you know, and there have been a lot of patches. There have been a lot of downtime and stuff. They gave everybody five free days, not not to talk about the news, but they gave everybody five days of game time uh, to make up for Hmm. the issues that they were having, which, I don't know. I'm sure it was a big, like, there were people that were level 100 by 12 hours from launch. Yeah, God, Hmm. I don't even know how they did that. I played the time pretty I... steady all weekend and only got to 98. So huh. I, don't, I don't know how you even get to 100 that fast. Well, you all you do is you get in a a group and have people like train stuff over to you and like you like it's just it's mechanical and boring and like just not worth doing. So when they give you five days of free time, they give it to you like at the end, right? Yeah, like it's just tacked on. It's tacked onto your. So yeah, you, they extend your subscription by five days. So yeah. like when you cancel it was like every your, cigarette you smoke takes yeah, yeah. Uh, ten minutes off of your WoW subscription. There, there are so this is. I mean, this is how I would. I would also be like, what the hell does that mean? But there are a lot of people who play um, month to month yeah, and okay. like cards and stuff like that. And but so, what do you mean? What the hell does that mean? Even if you're buying six months at a time, now you have. F- Six well, I, I have right. But I if just you cancel a... your subscription, you're just going to stop playing, and then those five days are attached to the end, and you still don't play those five days. Yeah. So when you cancel your subscription, you put an end date on your subscription. It's not like you go to cancel. It's like, all right, fuck, sh- log out and can't play anymore. Like, that's not the way it works. You I... pay for a certain amount of time, and then you s- don't pay for more time. It's not like I mean, you I just... can't voluntarily end your subscription. I just had it going month to month, and then... At the and when I was when I was done, I canceled it. Yeah, and then I got all my free time after that. I don't understand what's confusing about this to you guys. I don't think it's, it's confusing. confusing. I just think, don't think it's. I, I I think it's a not a um. Oh, so you're saying it's not a boon? To, yeah, it isn't. It's a, not a, that's a good word. I should have used that. But yeah, okay. So I see what you're saying. So instead of like them saying that you, there's five more days before they bill you again, I, right. that, but that is what would happen. If you were being billed month to month no. and they gave you five days of game time, they would just, the time at which you were billed next would go five days later. You think that's how they do it? Yeah. Because huh. right now the end date on my subscription is, I don't even fucking know. I think I paid for a year at some point and then they probably are recurringly billing me for a year at a time. But I think that will happen five days later as a result of this. Because if I was paying month to month, 
They only bill me when my time runs out. How that, else would they do it? They, I mean, I think true. a lot of it's it's possible that that it's it, like, so that is a question actually. Does it happen that way, or does it happen with it when you end your re-up, then it just tacks on all of the free time that you've accumulated from their gaffes at the end. It seems like there would be a <clears throat> class action suit against them. If Only if the people that... noticed that I don't think people would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, people complain about this shit and then they say, oh, we'll give you five days. And it means nothing, but it shuts people up. And what that proves is that really the important thing in PR is just getting people to shut the fuck up. It's not actually doing so, things right. Duct tape. Sure. Would be the ultimate PR tool. Or like a some sort of a duct tape bomb that just shut everybody up all at once. That would be the greatest political victory in history. If wow. you could seriously just flip a switch and everyone would shut the fuck up for 15 minutes. Wow. Basically, you're God at that point. Huh. I think you might literally be God at that point. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to have been to have pulled that off in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, WoW has taken the sort of interesting innovations from Wildstar and Star Wars The Old Republic and kind of refined them down into their most polished and most fun form with the garrison system Mm -hmm. that is the kind of centerpiece of the new expansion. It's interesting to me to hear the idea of World of Warcraft taking lessons from other MMOs because back when I played, it was always the other way around. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> like, there have been enough new MMOs that have been like, well, we can't just be wow, so we got to do something different. And yeah. they've, they, you know, a, a handful of them hit on interesting ideas. So, yeah, wow. Whether that means they're successful or not. Although, you know, we've had this conversation about the Old Republic. Star Wars The Old Republic is a pretty successful MMO. They're still developing expansions. They're still employing a lot of people. You know, they made. Um, 110 million dollars in 2013 you know so it's like they're doing some stuff what they took what wow took from the old republic was the idea of like having these sort of henchmen that you would send out on timed missions Mm -hmm. they really need a phone app for managing these that would be nice i could be getting some sweet gold and xp for my followers if i were Logging on to WoW every hour and every, a half. It's hour, actually, yeah. I wonder it's if, actually really annoying. I wonder if that's like an ethical decision to not do that because they don't want to take up even more of your life. Yeah. What is it? I think maybe Neverwinter has that. They have a very similar system where all of the crafting is kind of offline, sort of EVE Online style skill up grinding or Star Wars The Old Republic trade skill sending your dudes off to do things. They do... Um, they they do seem to they they like they made kind of a nod to that not f- making you <clears throat> I'm going to start this sentence again <laughs> they set it up such that you seem to always have at least a couple of quests in that list that are 8 or 10 hours long oh yeah and yeah. it seems to be set and they up, all take like three guys three which guys, for now yeah. at least I only have I only have like maybe 10 guys that I can send out. So you, so you're doing like while you're actively playing, you're doing like the half hour, forty five minute, one hour missions, and then when you log off for the night, you send your guys off on a ten hour quest. So how does this mechanic interact with the rest of the game? So you have like garrison resources, which that's just what the thing is called, garrison resources. <laughs> um, I think that's Garrison Keeler's brother. 
he because brothers have different <laughs> yeah and the same first name so he hangs out as a number and you use you use him to uh to build buildings and stuff uh a lot of the there would be japanese garrison keeler yes, yes. <laughs> okay right um a lot of them give you additional garrison resources a lot of them give you gold in exchange for sending the dudes out some of them give you, like, this will create an eye-level 530 hat for your spec, huh. if you win. Um, this one will give the followers that you send on it a bunch of extra bonus experience. And that's what most of them are, is just ways to spend garrison resources to level up your followers. Um, do they eventually hit a max level? They do. They, their they, max level is 100, same as yours. They, they start at... They start at whatever level the NPC is when you recruit them. And you recruit these NPCs, but, like, you get your followers by, like, you do a quest line for a guy. And he's like, hey, you're pretty cool. I'm going to go work in your garrison now. And then they just go back there. So it this one, more than any other one, like, more than any other expansion, so far, like, it kind of embraces the sort of phased linear storytelling method in the zones that cataclysm did, but that was sort of obnoxious. Like, because if you got out a sequence, there was just nothing in the world. Yeah. It, it does a little bit of that. There, the, the starter mission, when you first go through the, like the premise, the narrative premise of the expansion is they've hooked the dark portal up to a different timeline drain or like yeah. a, a sort of an alternate yeah. history version of the planet that outlands was Whoa. before it was busted. Weird. Where the orcs, did not like they refused to drink the demon blood or whatever that corrupted the orcs in the first place. So they're just like pure orcs that are super warlike. Are they really pretty now? No, because they looked like they were just like red versions of what orcs look like now prior to that. Right. And you see some of that in some previous expansion stuff. Like there's some of those left in the outlands version. Hmm. Of Draenor that have been corrupted in a different way. Like, Matt, something to do with Mana Rock. I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, but they're still super warlike. Like, they also, you know, it's like getting that corruption is also what allowed them to, like, figure out, like, hey, maybe we shouldn't just be these warmongering buttholes. It, like, helped them see how to hate, but also how to love, man. <laughs> I think well, that's, I think that's what Chris Metzen said. Well, also, kind of grunty when he said it. Although they they <laughs> they now don't have like the demon power, they do have higher technological capabilities than they ordinarily would have because this was brought about by the the main villain from the last expansion going back in time and providing them with all the modern technology that they wouldn't have otherwise. He gave had. them motorcycle blueprints. Yeah, basically. I don't know. Um, but there's just basically all these different orc tribes that are what you're fighting in this expansion. It's just orcs. Everybody. Yeah. Orc ver- and it's fine. Orc versus like orc. if you're a dwarf character and you go there, it just turns you into an orc. It's like something <laughs> in the air. <laughs> Sorry, you're horde now. The devs just really prefer horde. So if you want to play this expansion, you have to switch to horde. And also the horde is only one race and it's orcs. <laughs> It's Oops, awesome. All it's orcs. <laughs> <laughs> It's super fun. It's super fun. It's like really it's good. just it's There's good. So many yeah. good little things. Like they remember like back in vanilla they had like just treasure treasure chests that would randomly spawn around the world 
And it was cool because, you know, you happen to find this treasure chest and it's got some good loot. But are you saying it wasn't cool? No, I said it was cool. No, I'm saying, Kevin, you shaking, can't see shaking my head Kevin on is shaking his head. Are you shaking your head as if it wasn't cool? What? Back in vanilla, like before uh-huh. any expansions in the world? Yeah. Yeah, I remember these. Treasure there, chests? Yeah. There, treasure were, chests, world, yeah. there were treasure chests that, that would spawn go, in the world. Did that go away? It, it, I don't remember this at they, all. They eventually got... They like stopped doing it. They stopped doing them. And part of I don't well, I don't know if this was the reason, but one of the downsides to this to them being there is although they were cool, they were lootable by anybody. And so if you're trying to kill a couple of goblins so that you can open this treasure chest, anybody somebody any else other would player just would just wander it. up and yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I remember, and that I remember bots doing that a lot. And what would also happen a lot of the time is you would open a treasure chest and there would be nothing but bullshit left in it because yeah. somebody else would oh, have God, opened it, yeah. taken the one good thing out of it and not yeah. taken the rest <laughs> of it so it wouldn't despawn. So you would open it and it's like, okay, cool, two rough leather yeah. and four copper ore. I don't remember this at all. But what, wow. they, what they've done now is just all over the world – there's just treasures and sometimes they're boxes, but sometimes they're just like, maybe there's a spear stuck in the ground or maybe there's this large puddle that has a ring lying on the bottom of it. But they're, uh, they're at inst- that point is, does the gameplay become spotting the ring at the bottom of the puddle? A little bit. Yeah. They show up yeah. on the mini map though. They're, uh, well, they're they, phased they to don't, you. Uh, they, they, they show up on the mini map. Oh, so if okay. you have the buff that causes that to happen. Oh, I didn't, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I actually really like, I, that feels really naturalistic to me. Like the, um, learning to see the arrow mm-hmm. traps in Spelunky. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. the, uh, the tinted rocks in Binding Just of Isaac. Spotting the things. And, yeah. And, and, and it, yeah. It feels and a lot cooler than like get making your spot roll or whatever you'd call yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all instance to you. So all the treasures that exist just are all out there on the map until you find one. And then that one disappears for you forever because you've gotten it. Oh, wow. So they you also, don't have are, to worry about uh, so, anybody So I'm sure someone, someone's written a walkthrough of where to get all of oh, them. Yeah. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure that they have. Yeah, so absolutely. like basically they, they, they made the Timeless Isle after – after a while, yeah, when everybody sort was of sort like of the at prototype the, at the yeah, yeah at the level cap in Pandaria, they made the Timeless Isle, which is like this is a new approach to WoW content. This is a new approach to end game content, and it was just an island, and you'd wander around, and there were just people with quests. Sometimes a lot of times there were just like there there were rare spawns that would pop up every once in a while. They show up as a little skull on the mini map, and mm-hmm. when you kill them, they have drops that are like themed drops like you fight this guy and then this is his weapon and it has his name on it and it's the thing that you saw him doing or whatever like this is a dagger that is the fang of the big goat guy that you just killed or whatever and this that stuff is just all over yeah, every in the new expansion it is everywhere like you 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 fight you will encounter every 20 minutes like a named monster that you can kill and get some treasure. And if somebody else is already fighting it, doesn't matter. It's yeah, not. It's, yeah, it's they're the, not the tagging. Tagged, there are just yeah. monsters. Quest mobs tag, no longer get tagged by people that do damage to them. Like there's just a flag that they can set on a monster that's like, whoever gets one damage on this guy counts as having killed him and gets their own copy of his loot. Hmm. And hmm. it's just, it's way less of a multiplayer game, but it's way better of a game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's that, that classic, like, MMO problem of why the fuck is this an MMO? Yeah. Like, 
we don't need everything in the world to look exactly the same for every player. It'll be fine. No one cares. They would rather have fun with something that was slightly less realistic. I mean, that's why I kind of only ever played on PvP servers, because... Why, yeah, that definitely play like, on makes... A yeah. And I, I mean, I never... I don't think I ever would have stuck with WoW. And is somebody, like, rolling around the mouse? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I don't think I ever would have stuck with WoW... If it hadn't been for the sort of like <clears throat> intensity of playing on a PvP server, which forced me to seek out other people hmm. to protect me, basically, <laughs> which meant I could run some dungeons and it meant, you know, I could actually make it to the level cop. I probably would have come back now that it's so easy. Um, oh man, it's just, it's so good. I've yeah. like, I've only played up to like, I've played to level 94. Have right. you have you gotten to I've forgotten what the name of the zone is, but it's like the the southernmost zone where the bird guys hang out? Nope. There is a set of those treasure chests in that zone. I think there's like six or eight of them that have that are even more awesome because they've been set up as uh as puzzles. As as like jumping like, puzzles well when you say jumping puzzles but it is jumping puzzles but not in the sense of like this is a difficult jump to make but in the, the sense puzzles of themselves like, are jumping yeah the puzzle is how do i get up to where it's that like, chest is, is rubik's cube that is jumping it leaps up the- <laughs> it's like what it, what is the path i have to take to get me to that object. And we've set up really a complicated Mancala problem that you have to solve, but we've used jumping beans instead of regular <laughs> beans. Oh. Well, that's an intriguing idea. <laughs> it's just like autonomous Mancala. Yeah. Like heated, oh God, like a pattern of heated Mancala squares <laughs> and, and jumping beans. <laughs> mm. <clears throat> Okay. I don't know how to play Mancala. Do you guys know how to play Mancala? No. No. Nope. Great. <laughs> Is that like Chinese checkers? <laughs> no, it's a weird, it's a thing where you, like, you start with beans. You've also, is there a, a, a not racist name for Chinese checkers? I don't. Uh, huh. If there is, I don't know what it is. Yeah, me either. Sorry, what were you saying? Is Chinese checkers a racist I name figured it just Chinese? has to be. I mean, is Chinese restaurant a racist description <laughs> I mean, of it? Chinese checkers is like, oh, it's like what we have, except Chinese. Checkers is like an, a, in a game from England, right? I don't know. No, draft. From Europe. A Chinese draft. Yeah, I guess they would call it that. Okay. That's but, the less racist name is Chinese draft. Sure. <laughs> Eastern drafts. Have you been playing any more Binding of Isaac? Either either you, uh, Jim, or you, Riff. Yeah, I, I kept playing a little bit. I got my second mom heart kill. Yeah, no, I've been, I've got a, I I beat spoilers Isaac in the cathedral. Nice, which is further than I got in the uh, original game. I beat Isaac once. With uh, because I got, I just happened to get Ludovico technique with Azazel in the first Mm. treasure and the first, which just makes it so you have an independently controlled ring of murder that you're moving around the screen. Yeah, I've seen videos of that. It looks pretty difficult to do that and like dodge at the same time, but it's not trivial. But but the Isaac fight specifically, like he stays at the same place a lot. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was like the first time I had 
beaten mom's heart with Azazel, and then I also just went on to beat everything else that happened. Yeah. Azazel is super OP. Super but he can... hard to use because his range is so limited. Yeah. I, I, I really don't have a like I I have not practiced with him to the point where I can use his weapon effectively. Hmm. It's 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 super, super good once you get used to operating with him. The trouble is like the more the more you get tears up with him, the faster the shot charges. Mm. And then when you die, starting over you just lose all your muscle memory about how long it takes to charge up a shot. And so you have to start actually looking at the guy to yeah. see when he starts flashing red again. And then you just like get killed by a fly on level <laughs> one. I've also been playing on a game pad and that has this problem where when you, if you're doing a charge shot and you let go of the right stick on the game pad, I have at least it will like in a single frame. I'm, 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 I'm I'm guessing what's happening internally here. In a single frame, the joystick will like go from like nearly centered to like spring past centered. So it's a little bit to the opposite of direction of the way I wanted to shoot and then spring back to center and I'll shoot in the wrong direction. And so I don't think there's a way to adjust the dead zone on the stick, but that would be a nice feature. Uh, also, the I don't know driver for your particular gamepad. Uh, like, well, I, I th- or I've seen a lot of games with configurable dead zones, oh, and I think oh, that's yeah. just a good thing oh, to have okay. in general. But yes, also the game dead the, zone. For example. Also, at the driver level, I would do that. Sure, the Stephen King novel, The Dead Zone, right? Yeah. <laughs> about a psychic trying to prevent an assassination. Yes, that. I also found out he prevents it that- by making this gunman shoot in the opposite direction, where the bullet <laughs> bounces harmlessly off a Max tattoo. Was there a was there a movie made of that? story there were a couple there was one with christopher walken uh as the there protagonist, a tv series and then there was a tv series with anthony michael hall as the Shit. protagonist <laughs> which it, i think was, it, was, was it about like the phys- bullshit further adventures of dead zone guy well you have to have like <laughs> physical you have to have physical contact with the thing yeah. and then you like to see them in the future and then like i was like oh shit this guy kills the president and then he's like trying to convince everybody that yeah, yeah. there was the saturday night live skit where Christopher right. Walken played the trivial right. psychic version of himself from the dead zone where he grabs some, he goes to shake somebody's hand and then suddenly it's like, uh, you're going to get an ice cream cone on the way home and you're going to eat it too fast and you're going to get a really bad ice cream headache. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. So yeah. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good sketch. Check yeah. it out on YouTube. If you haven't already <laughs> seen it, VGHD recommends. <laughs> I also found out recently that dead space is a medical term. So mm. it's not just the name of a video. I'm sure they were like, that was like uh, one of the writers on the game was like, oh, a we can use this medical term. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a Bioware what, game, right? What does it mean? Uh, that's uh, Dead Space is, that was um, Visceral, I think was their name. It was part of EA. They, I think they renamed themselves EA Redwood or maybe the other way around. Earwood. Yeah. And then they Ear made. Edwood. And then they made. Uh, the uh, Dante's Inferno game after naming themselves mm. Visceral. But what is what does Dead Space mean as a neg- as a medical? It term? means empty space within a, an organism. Oh, huh. Wait, no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the Lacuna. Um, Lacuna Matata. Yes, exactly. Do, 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 um, do, do. No, Lacuna Dead Space coil. is like oh, it's something to do with like unused air in the lungs, maybe. Oh, mm. weird. So, is it like, is it 
Like the air that you breathe in that just sort of like festers there and becomes really old, stale becomes air. Becomes gross air. It, it rots in your lungs. Yeah. It's like air from the ocean. Causes rotten lungs. <laughs> I also found out that in addition to being a Homestar character, Marzipan is like a fondant made from almonds. Yeah. Wow. True. Yes. Yeah. This is, you're just now realizing this? I had no idea. Oh, mm. man. That's amazing. That's amazing. I thought it was you amazing. Did not grow up in the American Southwest. Yeah, right? no, I didn't. Well, did, unless so. you count Florida as the Southwest. It's it's Southwest of. Wait, no, that's the East. I always get those two mixed <laughs> uh, up. East and West, you always get mixed up. So yeah. okay, so, okay, but not North and South. Must be rough. North and South is easy. Right, East and West is hard. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I remember like finding maps from text adventures that I've made when I was like eleven with them with them backwards. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Like. Mm. North and South is super trivial. East and West is hard, and I don't know why. Huh. Huh. Well, yeah, that's, that's weird. Like, that's I have no problem question. remembering the days of the week, but I cannot remember the order that the months happen in. I, well, I'm not I, sure I, if you're joking I think it's, No, I, okay. I have a lot of trouble. Huh. I, like, for whatever dumb fucking reason. I have a hard time remembering whether September is, like... Nine or ninth ten. month? I yeah. think it's yeah. nine. Yeah, Riff is super wrong. Totally wrong. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's, I think part of that is because well, part of that is the the fucking bullshit that September is the is, <laughs> means seven. Oh right? yeah, no, that, like oh, huh. that, I remember. I remember right. They used to make sense, but then they was, added in yeah, some months. They added. They added uh, like Ju- named after Julius like, and yeah, Augustus exactly. to the calendar. They should have added them at the end. Well, sure. <laughs> But they wanted them in the middle yeah. when it was nice and warm. Yeah. Should have lived in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> right. Wait, didn't they? No. <laughs> uh, is Rome still in the Northern Hemisphere? Yes. <laughs> still. <laughs> no, I mean... I, yeah, continental it's drift. It's got to be pretty close no, to the equator. Not really. I mean, it's the Southern part yeah, of the, Europe. Yeah, the equator is south of the Mediterranean. But the, the, but just barely. Rome is Rome is probably ten degrees north latitude. Don't we have a globe in here somewhere? No. Yeah. No, what? Yeah. It's, that's that's a feature of every modern office. Every modern podcast it's next room. To the decanter of whiskey and right. the, the shelf full of hundreds of identical books. Oh, just this is uh, Darren's boss's office from Bewitched. That's where we all work. <laughs> Did he have identical books? It was all the same. Book. Oh, I don't know. Was that diegetic? Like that would be amazing. Rome is forty-one degrees north. Jesus. Yeah. You because okay. What what? Oh, Rome is no. Rome is further north than you think. It's not further south than yeah. you think. See, it I is easy to get north up. and south mixed up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now I am. <clears throat> I know it's east of here and west of here. That's the confusing thing. Like, well, I mean, if I've, you keep going north far enough, you don't end up south. I guess you do. If you keep going north, you, you, you just start, die. See, if you keep going north, you end up going south. If you keep going but east, you, you can just go you east don't forever. Continue calling yeah. it. Well, that, that's, yeah, a, yeah. That's, that's a significant difference, the way the, the lines of, oh, this is the other one I always get mixed up. Longitude is the one that you need a clock to measure, right? Wait, what? what <laughs> that I don't know. Time understand. is the one that you need a clock <laughs> yeah. to measure. Um, Longitude is the, so, like, is longitude the lines is going around east to west. The and latitude is north. Go latitude east is like west, or they measure east west. Say what? 
the lines themselves run east-west, or they no, measure east-west? Latitude west? lines. That's run what I always get mixed up. Like I know what lateral yeah. means, but I don't but, know. But, no, latitude is like a ladder. That's how you remember. <laughs> so if you look at a globe, the ones that look like am, the rungs of a ladder. Okay, I'm not so the legs sorry to all our yeah. listeners because yeah. this, no, this is either is, like no, interesting and like you're like getting this and you're excited, or you are just like, what is going on? You know what else, people? You know what other video game I played? Uh, <laughs> oh come on, that has directions <laughs> and maps and shit in it. Uh, is a uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh yeah, oh. is it yeah. good? I um, I, it, I was gonna go talk about my replacement for open closed for <laughs> clockwise closed. <laughs> Do it. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't left, know what you're talking about. Ready, left, <laughs> ready, tidy, lefty, Lucy. Yeah. Uh, I had heard one. That, okay, this is like now. I feel like an asshole for just interrupting. No, um, no, this is good. No, um, the, what I w- the one that I heard that I really love is um, clockwise closed, Wittershins wide open. What is Wittershins? <laughs> Wittershins is, is counterclockwise. Yeah. How what, is Wittershins counterclockwise? It's what they called it's it before sundials. What it means. What? Oh, Wait, wow. Why did they call it clockwise before sundials, but not counterclockwise? <laughs> or maybe I mean clocks. <laughs> okay, so... Yeah, whenever, before before the plug was invented, they used to refer to unplugging a lamp as unyanking a lamp. Like, <laughs> no, no, they called it Wittershins They called it close... Wittershinsing a lamp. Closing, <laughs> no, they called it closing a lamp, and that's clockwise. <laughs> so... Okay. Okay, I'm going to stop now. So let's talk about some games. <laughs> Sh- shutting, shutting the lights. <clears throat> Good. Wow, like yeah. we have, we've just touched on a bunch of interesting lexicography mm. here, you guys. Mm-hmm. Dragon Age Inquisition is a video game. Yes. <laughs> so um, here. <laughs> there are so many things about this game that make me want to play it, but I don't think that i can because the pc controls are too frustrating oh like, interesting it is can you not plug in a gamepad i could i just don't want to you've got one sitting right next to you i when know you this but game. i don't i can't like i'm so it has all of the problems that third person over the shoulder games have for me which is like if you want to walk somewhere, you can't just walk somewhere like a video game guy. You have to walk somewhere like a person would, which is like, it takes a long time and you take a lot of steps and you don't have a really good turning radius and you can't just stop on a dime from an out, from a, from an out, out and out run. And like, oh God, the, the PC controls are so, so bad, but I cannot imagine playing it with a gamepad because it has like an eight button hotbar for using your abilities like it has just a wow style hotbar for using your like special attacks and casting spells okay and shit and it also has like f keys toggle the controlling your party members and shit like it is like they went part of the way towards making a pc interface for this thing like ah, god they 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 took all these notes from Skyrim, and they've said this. They're like, Skyrim changed the way that the American video game consumer treats RPGs, so we had to make this game like Skyrim. So you can jump, which is not a thing that you've been able to do in any Bioware RPG prior to this. Hmm. But, like, when you try to do this sort of bullshit mountaineering that you do in Skyrim, where it's like, I don't really want to go where the land lays to get from this place to this other place on the map. I want to just cut over this thing. You're you're kind of hamstrung by the fact that the environment is not built for that at all, and you are doubly hamstrung by the fact that you have 
three party members falling around that you clip on. Uh. So it, oh my God, I want so badly to be able to play this game, but I cannot play it without just getting so infuriated with the controls and the UI. Like the inventory UI is a tenth as good as Skyrim's PC inventory uh, UI, which bad. is already so bad that it is effectively unplayable without mods once you've seen what it's like with mods. But this game will never be modded. This game is just never going to allow anyone to mod it. So, like, I'm basically in this position where it's like, some guy at Bioware has said, hey, we hear your complaints, PC people, about the total horseshit PC controls, and we'll keep that in mind for the next patch, and either they will patch it, and I will be able to play it, but they've already got my money, so what the fuck do they care? But they can make games that can't be modded? <clears throat> I mean, y- yes? I mean, they can make it difficult, right? They can make it difficult. They can. I mean, I feel like Typically, a Steam game can't be modded unless it has Steam Workshop support. I, don't I guess know, that's not true. Maybe it's not. Well, I know that the original Binding of Isaac had a a serious modding community in it, and that was all like illicit mods. Sure, it was just decon- decompiling the Flash or whatever. And but- we we did. I think was it uh, Vampire oh, the Masquerade yeah, was-, was before Steam Workshop, and that was modded. With yeah, all okay. the all the user patches and stuff. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know how. I mean, I don't know what how that worked, but I mean, the, so so like Bethesda games <clears throat> explicitly allow mods. Okay, and that is a lot of why there are so many and such good mods, and why mods that are made out of you know largely just XML file changes are right. able to affect such fundamental yeah. change in the gameplay experience. Like, yeah, probably. I mean, there's a mod for the new Binding of Isaac to put the old music in. Oh, is there? But I was looking for that. But it's like not a game that's readily moddable, so I don't want to mess with it, really. Well, I mean, if you if you go into this, I think it's the Steam Apps folder. It's it's in Program Files, Steam, Steam Apps, whatever. Just a bunch of MP3s in there. No, but there's like a file called Music.a, and you could probably just copy it over. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't know that mod existed. I was I was asking around. Like, it, does, I think it was just recently released, like the day last. Yeah, day I feel like I found out about it. Yeah, yesterday. I've been I've been playing, listening to podcasts, so I have the music off. Yeah, so have I, and I and I don't, you know, it's fine, it, whatever. Like yeah. the new music isn't bad. Yeah, it's and, just, and I just, realized since since the last podcast, like what I actually the music is fine, and I kind of like some of it, but the what gave me such a bad taste in my mouth was specifically, I think it's the. There's a track, I think it's on the caves, where it's just like this one, like 15 second bell riff over and over and over again. Jesus. And it's a really like spare riff. So I think they were going for something ambient, but like, I don't know, maybe it's just me doing the pattern matching, but I can tell it's the same fucking thing at like, like maybe this time it comes five seconds later. Anyway. The rest of the music is actually like I, I've been also been watching like let's plays of it and yeah it's it works it's fine it's yeah. fine it's if, fine but if the thing is if this had been the music in the original Binding of Isaac you would never have said the Binding of Isaac has bad music no but well except for that, that one track but the fact that the music in the original was so fucking good yeah. and so perfect for what it was and the reason that it's not there is not because it's 
it's because the product is better without it. It's because of just some feud and, some, you know, some rights yeah. issues. Like, uh, Danny Baranowski is awesome. <clears throat> just, he is. He's just so good. Yeah, he's good at making music. He's also, like, I've met him. He's also good at being a person. Yeah, no, he's a super <laughs> nice guy. He, uh... He used to live like a block away from the uh, the Arizona studio where we recorded video games, hot dog, and we really? just never managed to actually to nail down getting him. Never on got as him a guest on the podcast in the, oh. in the first like yep. months of it, which you know. <sighs> now we never will, because now we're in San Francisco and he's in. San I thought Francisco. you were like going to give know. me the news of his death for no. a second. No, and now wow. we never will because or, he's in the trunk of my car, or maybe our deaths <laughs> in pieces. Like, so, I have not had a chance to play any of these uh, awesome new games at all, uh, in part because I've been working, but also uh, because I have been spending my time playing older games that have come out in the past year or two. Uh, yeah, because you're important enough to be an IGF judge. So, yeah, I've been, I've been judging, judging games for the IGF uh, this year. And then you can't talk about any of them? No, no, I you can wrote talk down, about some of them. I wrote down I'm going to go drown my sorrows in urine while you talk about these games that you've been judging. Okay. Is, is actually, sorrows get, the name of I'm your toilet? I'm going to get the plug in for my phone. So I'll also be right back. <laughs> We're all leaving. Jim, you can listen to Kevin. <laughs> Fine. Okay, I, oh, let's I mean, talk I'll, listen, about I'll listen to him when I'm editing. You're also an IGF judge. Okay, sorry. Actually, Everyone who's not a special, special <laughs> snowflake IGF judge can leave the room right now. <laughs> Go ahead, guys. You can talk about things that you're not allowed to talk about because no non-IGF judges are going to be here with you. <laughs> have, have you been playing? Just many, between you and me, Kevin. Yeah, IGF <laughs> games. I, I... <laughs> All right, now that Zach's gone, <laughs> I'm actually not an IGF judge. <laughs> uh, and I've actually, like, uh, someone asked me if I was, and I was like, man, I should have applied because now I feel guilty because I know that, like, Everybody who is an IGF judge is constantly complaining about the workload. It is, it is like, and like, I feel like I, I could be helping share this load. It's dumb because it's like, oh no, I have to play a bunch of games, but like, you, you feel this like weight, this weight of like, like, there are so many games, there are like 640 games submitted. Yeah. And some of them, even a month and a half. No, sorry. I'm sorry. Half a month in, haven't even been judged by anybody yet. So, like, there, are, yeah. there are still. It's not many. It's like less than, less than ten percent, like five percent or so of the games are still like awaiting somebody playing them. Are those the one for like obscure platforms? A or, lot. Or so, of those, I would working? say half of them are like tricky, tricky platforms, like stuff that like tricky very platform. few people have. No, no. It's like it's <laughs> like you have to be a PlayStation Four developer to play this game. Right. Okay. So that yeah. like you have to severely... have an original Philips CDI. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a couple that's like you have to have a specific hardware that nobody has because it hasn't been released yet. Yeah. Right. So, but so I just I like you know as the month has gone on, I've been like, well, like I I feel this like compulsion to try to play, especially the games that nobody's talking about because I want to. But you need to like, if my understanding is that you need to play a specific list of games and that's what your actual obligations you're are. assigned to a set of games yeah. and uh you when you play those they start assigning you like once you have played those and rated those they, they will assign you additional stuff okay um so like if you i think you're assigned 10 10 games and you first like are assigned to be a judge or whatever and so then if you played all 10 of those then the next day you get 10 more games assigned to you so it's okay you're never done but 
Do they wait till you finished all 10 before giving you another no. 10? No. As soon, when you finish one, yeah. there's like okay. a 24-hour period, and then you get assigned another one. Um, but then there are games that like nobody is talking about that you feel like should have some discussion about them, right? Because like, yeah. I mean, all- that was sort of the reason that we decided to apply to be IGF judges this year is because of the sort of zero amount of playtime that yeah. games that we had personally submitted to the IGF had gotten yeah. in yeah. previous years. And then they didn't even let me in. Here, I have a question for you guys. Is the IGF total fucking bullshit? <laughs> uh, I, I, I still think it's dumb that games can win at that festival that haven't been released yet. That like there are games that like that are multiple years away from being released. Yeah, I Those think th- I think it's stupid for like an award show to give an award to a game that people can read about and then never pl- never get to play. Oh, that doesn't even ever come out. That's interesting. Well, th- there's that. I think that does happen. Yeah, that's interesting. But I actually just mean like actually. Well, because Fez, like let's say Fez didn't come out. It won three years before it came out. Okay. It, it, that well, I, I I'm trying to think of like I can't actually think of an example of like a legendary game that never actually never got released. How yeah. do film but, festivals work? The film has to be finished, yeah, to get before into a you film sub- festival before you even but submit it, it. But it doesn't have to be a thing that you can just go to the local Harkins no. and see. That's true. That's so, true. I was thinking of it more in terms of like an analogy to the Academy Awards. Well, like Killer but, Queen is a game that I think has a great shot at winning. At least being nominated and, you know, like, at least honorable mentioning, but probably, like, winning some an award here or there in the IGF. Mm-hmm. And most it's people are never going to be play. able to play yeah. it because it is, like, a physical hardware cabinet that you have to go and play. And there are ten of them, maybe? Yeah. So you either go to a festival or you go I mean, to, like, yeah, the handful you, of arcades. Like, it's, a, it's a thing where, like, us and all of our friends know about this game. Right. But if you are not a person who spends a lot of time and effort and money going to places where right. video game shit is Or happen, happen to live, or, like, in yeah, Chicago or, or New live, York yeah, or something. Within, within earshot of a bar that yeah. has it. I really want there to be more of those. Yeah, I, I think it's... It is... Another sort of niche market that is coming back, and and I think in most urban areas it will it will be a thing. There are like two arcades that have opened pretty close to my house in Phoenix since I've been in Phoenix oh, last. Yeah. Um, so I haven't even talked about any games while you were gone. We were oh. just talking about the structure of the IGF. Yeah, and that's um, total fucking bullshit. But you and I played a game. Stupid horse shit. Uh, where because they don't even let me in. And I, I needed to, I need I needed some uh, some partner play uh, with a game called Duel. Did you have to violate some kind of NDA to put no. that game in front of my Philistine? So one of the things they one of the things they they did this year. Wait, was you played ask, with your ass? Asked specifically uh, whether the like whether you're allowed to talk about games or not. Because uh, that was a question that came up a bunch in previous years, um, so this this is a game that we that that you can talk about. Uh, so, but Duel, so it is a game that you install. You have on two phones, it, and you, I forget how it's. Is it D U A L or D U A L? Okay, yeah, which is funny because it's also a a, a PvP <coughs> like ship versus ship combat. Yeah, could game. they like make it so that the E and the A are like the same Ambiguous. character? Yeah. Like, don't they? I didn't notice, but it's the, possible. Yeah. It's got a maybe you're just looking font. at it upside down. Yeah. Um. And so the way that it works is you install the app on two phones and then you like sync them either over Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, and you've got your ship on your phone and it's, you control like where it is with tilt controls, and you tap the screen to shoot, and the other person's ship is on their phone, um, and you're 
you can line them up and it basically makes one screen. Yeah, your phones are halves of a screen yeah. and you're just playing a very simple one-on-one shooter each other. But game. you don't have to show each other the screens if you don't want to. You can like you can like spend time like just moving yeah, around and, the room and stuff and like that. Because, because because you have to move the the screen in order to move your ship. Yep. It never really functions as a cohesive whole screen anyway. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And then there's a co-op version, which the I thought... Co-op, which the I, co-op mode is a lot more interesting because... For us, I think. I think because the, the, the competitive version is, is also interesting because if we were playing that standing up and in a room and we're trying to get advantage over each other, like, I would be trying to, like, keep mine secret and still shooting and maneuvering while not letting you see your thing and you'd be doing the same thing and then we'd be, like... Kicking each other in the back of the knees. Y- and- yeah, exactly. Like, like... Install that 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 app that like makes your screen yellow so you can't really see it from right. other angles. <laughs> Putting cyanide in your coffee, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but the co-op version is cool because then like you, you sort of everything. flip around and you're shooting stuff that's like coming from the from behind you effectively, and um, and sometimes stuff will come in from the other side of the screen that only you can sorry from your opponent from coming from your uh, your partner's screen that, that only you can kill. Yeah, this is actually a hard thing to it's, describe. Yeah, it's, because it's this, like... There's, like, the border between your two phones is the thing that the creeps are trying to damage. Yeah. And you're shooting huh. through it to the other guy's phone, and he's shooting... Actually, you can shoot in either direction. But yeah. there are some enemies that only you can shoot that are only on the other guy's phone. Yeah. Is your, are there, do, do your, does your phone's relative... Space relative to one another? Matter? No, no. It's it's as if they were lined up. Yeah. Okay. Your okay. your phones are just two halves of one square screen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, it's the neat. problem. It, it, it it's a neat trick. I don't know if it's a good game. I think it. I think it is novel enough that I am excited about it. I I don't know. I mean, yeah. I would probably never play it with you again. Well, so that's just because we're it not friends. I don't like you. I mean, I we could go have a beer and talk about it, but I like um, another game that came out recently that was pretty cool was called Framed. That came out this. I think that came out publicly this past week. Um, and the way that it works is rad. Actually, it is a. It's like a graphic novel where there's a bunch of panels, like sort of a comic, and the gameplay is. Uh, rearranging the panels such that you succeed in your task. It's basically like a spy story. And so like you're trying to get from one place to another and the way that the panels are originally laid out, you get caught by a guard or you get shot or you like fall down a hole or something like that. And so you rearrange the panels such that you manage to sneak past all the guards or have them fall down the hole or whatever. Um, and it's, it's super neat. And then they start adding a bunch of additional like mechanics. Like sometimes you can rotate the panels so that they're, they're different orientation, or sometimes you can run through a panel and then you like repeat that panel again. So you run through it again. And all the things that happened in that panel the first time are now happening. This sounds a lot like Gorogoa. Yeah, it is actually it like that. Like the, the guy who made Gorogoa says like, this is like sort of a, a Man, spiritual brother that of that just game. became a genre. I don't know that it's a genre. I mean, there's like two games. Yeah, but I mean, you know, every genre starts with two things. Okay, sure. And so, but this is, it's really neat. I, I liked it a lot. Some people were like, not as Is it, what do you excited? play it on? What platform? It's a, it's an iOS game. What do you can buy it right now. Is a it like framed. F-R-A-M apostrophe D? No, it's just framed. Um, this was the game that, uh, that Zoe Quinn was hired to do some of the narrative work for. Mm. It's, if there's no words, it's interesting. It's like, it tells a pretty interesting sort of, story without any dialogue at all 
I liked it. I liked it a lot. I played through it. It's got like a super minimal sort of menu interface. So I, I think I played through the whole thing, but I don't know. Because it sort of starts you off in kind of like a new game plus C kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. But I don't know. Um, and then I played this game, uh, which I think came out maybe even a year ago. It was a Kickstarter game called Among the Sleep. Do you remember this at all? I know the name. I heard the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it's a game that sort of the concept is that you play as a baby. Oh, I've seen a video of this. Like it a looked, two-year-old maybe? It actually maybe. looked really interesting. Yeah, where you you are like... You start, you know, you're basically in a crib and you get out of the crib and then like an MTV crib. Yeah. You're in a crib. It's, it's, it's sweet. You got your Rolls Royce and your gold blender. Um, your, your job is to pimp ride after ride until. Yeah. (laughs) Um, until real world. So you like can crawl around or you can try to stand up and sort of toddle around. Uh, and it's, it's a horror game and it was, it was really compelling, honestly. Like, they did a, a fascinating job of making just wandering around, like, a house really scary. And then there were all these additional things that happened that, like, sort of take it beyond the sort of scope of a house. But ostensibly you're asleep. So it's like this weird sort of creepy dream thing. Um, but, so, <laughs> when we played... um Shit, what was the name of that game with uh, where you're on the island and uh, there's Dead that, Island? No, the, Miyazmata. Yeah, Miyazmata, right? So, ah, like, there's so thank you. I'm so pleased. So, Miyazmata. So, there was this, there's this, like, <laughs> like this sort of scary thing that's wandering around, but then you see it and you're like, that's the scary thing. Yeah. Um, so, it, they're, they're like, there are sort of monsters wandering around the space and among the sleep, but even when you see them, it kind of freaks you out and like, when they, you know, you'll die two or three times to them and it will still be freaky each time. And that was, that was, I think, impressive. Making, making something that was kind of scary. Cause I mean, Amnesia did a pretty good job. Yeah. Amnesia does a pretty decent Is job of that. Too late for me to talk about Alien Isolation. No, not at all. All right. Let's do that after you're done with okay. the IGF stuff. Um, yeah. So like, I, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was great. I feel bad that I played it after Halloween because I think this would have been a really good game to play, like, you know, in October as a scary Halloween game. Um, but we didn't, we, we stopped, uh, we stopped doing assignments because we were sick and traveling. And we stuff. stopped doing assignments because we stopped doing shows. That well, yes. was basically what yeah. happened. We should have, we should have done this as an assignment because I think this would have been really interesting to talk about as a group. Um, we could still, still do that. Could. We could do that Can next we? week. Yeah. Is that a thing that happens? Yeah, let's play Among the Sleeper next week. Okay. Among next week. Bye. Huh. All right. All right. Decision made. Weird. Done. And Riff, if you disagree, <laughs> fuck you. It's three to one. <laughs> uh, is it? So, Alien Isolation. I've not played it, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, your you? I know you were excited about it, and then I told you that I had heard that it was twenty hours long, and you were like, "Fuck." Yeah, it's it's over twenty hours long, and twenty hours over twenty hours, and there's a single alien opponent. Uh, there's more stuff, but it's bullshit. Wow. <laughs> uh, so it actually does some really good stuff. Um, but this game should have been five hours. Interesting. Like that would have been like easily my game of the year at that, huh. at that length. And now I like, like at, at 20 hours, there's enough garbage and it's not garbage. It's just not interesting enough to sustain for 20 hours. 
Um, do you feel like they, they felt compelled to make it 20 hours because of a particular price point that they want to put it in? I really don't know. Like, like what, a AAA does game doesn't need to be 20 hours for people to like, like if you're trying to forestall the com- forum complaints, yeah, you, they could have made it eight hours hmm. and they would have gotten away with that. Interesting. Uh, that's my take on it. But I, I really, I can't imagine why they would have made it 20 hours long. Like maybe they, built that much spaceship and <laughs> couldn't make the mechanics fun enough to last for 20 hours, but they didn't want to make the level designers feel bad. Like that's now I'm just bullshitting here, <laughs> but there are a lot of things in there that aren't the alien. Okay. It takes like two hours to even get to the alien, which I'm is fine with that. That's incredible. I loved that. Okay. Um, they do they do a really good job building up this tension. The atmosphere is very much like the first film. They do an amazing job with with modeling and with shaders to get the lighting just right. Um and that stuff's great. And the alien was great for like two hours. Okay. And then like right around the, like the three hour mark, maybe, or like maybe it was the time it had killed me a few times. Like after you've been killed by a space monster like two, three or four times, the mystery is just gone. Yeah. So, so that was the thing. Like, so in Among the Sleep, you, you would die two or three times, but then you would sort of complete that level. And then there'd be a new, different kind of creepy bad guy that was like, inter- like moved in a different way. Yeah. That something. was the strength yeah. of amnesia yeah. too, right? Yeah. Is that there were differing threats as you moved through the chapters of it. Yeah. And even in amnesia, I think that should have been like five hours long because I had learned how the monsters work, how the AI worked. Mm. Was it more than five hours long? Like I don't remember. I, I remember. It might have been. I don't ten. remember it been being over long, but it wasn't. It wasn't twenty. I remember no, it being certain. ten. Okay. I yeah. remember it being ten, and like by around five, I was like, "Yeah, I know how the monster AI works. This is no longer scary." Huh. And maybe that's just me being over analytical. Um, but like. By I mean, I think even somebody who wasn't thinking about it as I know how the monster AI works would have a sense that, you know, yeah, I know how cause and effect but, work and but I'm also no like triggering these scary things. But also like I, I have a a design sense of what the designers would be willing to do, like doing this would be unfair. And actually it does do some unfair things with which with very good effect um on the horror. Okay. Later in the game, or maybe it was just random and it only happened to be later in the game. And if that had happened earlier, I probably would have been more scared. Like there's, you, you crawl through the vents a lot in this game and so does the alien, Oh. but you never, it's like they, he crawls through the ceiling vents. You crawl through the floor vents, like gender segregated <laughs> bathrooms and you never meet. Except once, like on out line across the ship. This is your yeah. side of the ship, and this is mine. <laughs> Mom, half. <laughs> exactly. Really stripping acid onto my half of the ship. But like eighteen hours <laughs> into the game, gravity only goes down. <laughs> <laughs> but like eighteen hours into the game, I was crawling through the vent, and the alien just grabbed me from behind. Oh Jesus! Uh. And like maybe that was deliberate pacing. Maybe that was like, oh, we want to like make you feel safe and then get you. Or maybe it was random and it just happened to be then. But for me, that was just like, I just, I felt. Did you jump and freak out? Cause that would. It, totally. I, I was, I don't remember my physical reaction. I was surprised. Okay. And I was, I was, but this is something that, um, Thomas Griff was talking about 
on his uh he made a, a blog post in response to like an amnesia tra- not an amnesia trailer he made amnesia in response to an alien isolation trailer uh and one of the things he was saying is that like if you look at the like like the reactions people have to these games when they die they're laughing hmm. because death is not something that is uh something you're afraid of in these games it is the anticipation of death right and so if you want like to players to be scared you have to actually like threaten them with death but not actually kill them because mm-hmm. death is a release from the tension of your having to i mean it's like when they try to make in an action game the dramatic moment be the cutscene what what's happening in the game is that like you're you're really tense and you're trying to play the game really well up until the cutscene starts and that's the dramatic highlight when you're not doing anything so so like another game that's in the IGF that I like have just barely started playing um is Tesla Grad mm-hmm. and it doesn't have any kind of instruction at all and so you start off the game and there's this long sort of sequence where you're just running from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen trying to avoid being caught by guards but the very first thing I did was like are these guards dangerous and so like yeah. I just walk up to one and like you die, and they're like, okay, yeah, they they are. Yeah. That I remember being fr- like I played, I I bought this game a while back, and and played. A, I don't even know if I if it made enough of an impression on me to talk about it on the podcast at all. But I remember that being scary. Yeah, like I remember the first the opening level of that the the part where it's teaching you like what your jump moves are right. and stuff being pretty scary. But it it was scary by just sort of like oh I'm scared that I'm gonna have to waste a bunch of time replaying <laughs> this part of the level if I'm not good enough at it. But oh. if I hadn't done that, I think I like the the notion that like the game could be chasing you but you're not sure what's going to happen if you get caught is an interesting one. Yeah, and my, I my tendency and I thought about this at, at a bunch of different moments in the begin the opening quest line of the WoW expansion is very dramatic mm-hmm. and things yeah. change very rapidly and you are very important to the story of what's going on and there's a lot of like pressure for you to just go 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 right and you obviously don't have to because it's video game time. and there is a part of yeah. me there is a part of me that is tempted to well what if I just fuck around? What if I just walk away from my computer? It's and beginning stand of here? Skyrim. Yeah. Like after yeah. the like after that aborted like execution scene, like you can just hang out for a long time if yeah. you want. No, but and it I mean, feels even, it's like, like they're really trying weird to things just... where like you can. There's a guy that you can't kill because he's important to the cutscene. Yeah. But if you keep hitting him with a sword for forty hours, you'll level up to a hundred one-handed skill. <laughs> Shit <laughs> like that. Like and like. I remember reading an essay and I wish that I, I wish that I could remember th- the actual provenance of this, but it was basically like this exhortation to AAA game companies to not spend a bunch of time and a bunch of money fucking up their games to stop people from ruining their immersion who are going to ruin their immersion no matter what you because do. Because that's what they want. Right. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, in this WoW expansion, I was like, I know that I don't actually have to run from right. this. I know that there is no pressure, but it's more fun. It yeah, is more fun yeah. if I just let myself get swept up in this and yeah. just do what it's telling me to do and experience the tension as it is being delivered to me. Because it's like, if I were watching a movie on VHS, I could just pause it after every minute and 
So then go to college for a year with and what? then watch another minute of the movie and then go to college for a year and like, ah, fuck you, movie designer. I don't have to watch it your way. Okay, but, but like with I wow, with wow and blizzard, I like, I have faith that they're not going to put something in a corner. That's like an achievement that you can only get once. Yeah. Hides it. Yeah, sure. But yeah. with a new game and a new developer that I don't have that, that sort of knowledge slash trust with, like I, I'm constantly wanting to push the boundaries of things. I don't. So another game I forgot about this. Another game that I played this past week is uh, the first half of is Space Age, um, which is I sort of that, but I haven't played it yet. It's it's, it's good. It's you, I think it's, you're going to enjoy. Did it. Did, uh, did Nevin? Yeah, from make Panic. That? The guy who made yeah, he did. Black he did. He was, and he. I don't know. I think he might have written it, and another friend of his did the programming, and then uh, Cable I, did the music. Like, for I would it. I would buy this game just based on. The fact that two of the guys that I know are involved in it are two of the nicest yeah, people super, I have ever met. Guys. Yeah, so Space Age for iOS is just, it's really good. It's like a retro sort of like adventure it's like game. adventure game? Is that? Yeah, it's yeah. pixel art. Um, and it's just, you know, you're exploring sort of a, an alien planet kind of thing. Um, you know, it harkens back to Space Quest in a little bit oh, of, 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 of. Do you die in a lot of comical ways or can you not die? I have, you can die. You definitely can die, but it's not, it's not the same kind of like, like funny, weird deaths that Space Quest has or whatever. But, um, I feel like the thing that actually made Space Quest good was that it did a lot of unfair bullshit adventure game deaths, but the deaths were a reward. Right. Because every way yeah, you died was, was a new a funny joke, joke yeah. that you got to see about dying. This is not quite in that, that oeuvre, but it's, it's 80% of the way there. It's it's good. Um, but shit, I forgot what I was going to say about I forgot how this related to what we were talking about, about fake tension and trusting them. Oh yeah, so this one, so in Space Age, y- you are constantly rewarded with not doing what the game wants you to do and going off and like pushing the boundaries, like of Stanley Parable. And <sighs> yeah, it's not that bad, but it is definitely like. Well, the game isn't personified as a thing that yells sure. at you for not doing what <laughs> but it there, But there are okay. achievements that you get or don't get based on doing stuff. And half of the time, and lit- almost literally half of the time, it is, like, obviously in opposition to what the game is, like, sort of encouraging you to do. I remember d- in the tutorial of Tabula Rasa, hmm. which was, like, the short-lived Garriott MMO, like space MMO. There was a, there was a place where you could just go off and fuck around. You were like going across a bridge, but it's like, hey, you could go down the side of this canyon that the bridge is going across. And if you do, there is like, you just wander off the quest path and there's a little island. And then there was a chest on the island that had a gear upgrade in it. And it was probably just like in the this tutorial. Is, in the tutorial, Jesus. and this was just like this was a game that probably you know. Let's say you could level to fifty in this game, and you are level one in the tutorial, and it gives you like a level four helmet or whatever that you can just equip. And yeah. now I have this awesome helmet. Like and you I replace just, it at half an hour. Yeah, later, you replace but... it half an hour later, but it but it rewarded you for going and poking around. Mm-hmm. And like I don't remember. I mean anything about that game but i remember that because i'm like God, man i am fucking glad that they thought i'm glad that they put that there for and you. this is something that if you go back to talk to the elder you can get gear upgrades depending on your sure your relative we attitude because we're great i feel like there's a lot of and, and i've been an engineer all my life so this is like not maybe this isn't representative of the population of the whole and i, I feel like there's a 
a lot of pleasure to be found in just pushing at the boundaries of a system. Mm. And so that's, but that's just a is, way to enjoy. But the, there is a, there is an extremely unique and special kind of pleasure that you get from pushing at the boundaries of the system and then having the system respond. Ah, pushing at me, huh? And well, that's, that is actually, that was actually going to be exactly my refutation to the article you were talking about, which was tank, set, telling AAA games not to respond to that stuff. Oh, interesting. And to just break. But I'm saying not, it, it didn't say break. It was like, don't. Well, yeah, I haven't actually read the article. It, the, the article was basically just talking about how much money is spent making, making sure that none of the edges show in stuff when people are poking around at the edge cases, right? The way that we play games, we don't care if we can reliably do something weird that glitches the animation out, right? But the way that they make AAA games, you cannot let the player do something that glitches the animation out because then there's some fucked up animation glitch on YouTube that's an embarrassment to us. I wonder, like, it sucks. I wonder if there's some market share that Fallout 3 missed out on because it was so easy to glitch out. Hmm. Like, I, I personally, like, if for the exact same reason as I was just talking about, like, I, I thought that stuff was really enjoyable. Yeah. I never really encountered any bugs. and fu- Like, people yeah. talk about Bethesda games as being, like, legendarily buggy. You didn't. Like, not even once, you didn't get the, the ragdoll that went crazy. Oh, sure. Uh, Shot yeah. up into Rag- the sky. Yeah, like a guy yeah. stuck in the ceiling or what, like a corpse stuck in the ceiling. Yeah. Mo- sure. I did. That did happen once. Okay, most, yeah. most, most of my glitches were just crashes, but. Oh, that's, that's, no, cra- that's the opposite cra- of fun. Yeah. That's crashes like, no, no, please fix those the bugs. Only, the only specific Ragdolls thing are was, awesome. Crashes are not. When, yeah. I, when I replayed Skyrim like a year ago and I was going through the like, become a vampire quest line. I went to the like thing that you have to do to not be a vampire anymore. And it was like, all right, meet me outside of town at this ritual circle bonfire and I will cure your vampirism. And I went and I met the guy, but something happened that left some momentum attached to the guy. So the whole time I was talking to him, he was just very slowly floating off into space. And before the ritual was complete, he was too far away to interact with. So I just had to reload from an earlier save because, okay, sorry, I guess the only guy that could cure my vampirism was needed on his home planet. So. That's really good. Yeah. And I mean, where are you going? Sure. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I, but I would not, I would not characterize like, the one time a death claw got stuck in the ceiling of this subway tunnel and that as like, oh, these games are buggy garbage. You know, I would like, say, well, I wouldn't say garbage. I would, I, but I would say like that it's not just the one time because that we all shit, have stories like this. Yeah. And I have a lot of stories like that. Yeah. Um, yeah but there's some but, of my favorite video games. Exactly. Stories. Like, and I think they, did this deliberately was they were like, let's fix the bugs that actually hurt the fun of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And the bugs that I mean, le- maybe not leave in deliberately the, the bugs, but not prioritize the them. thing where the giants in Skyrim, I always forget about the, gi- like, mm-hmm. I remember when I first started playing Skyrim, the giants seemed like a really big deal. They're scary. But then, but then later it's like, I remember playing dozens of hours of Skyrim and never encountering one of them. Like the, huh. They, they they must front load that shit. But or the that thing where they would bug. Hit, they would hit something with a club, and the thing would just fly away the fuck up in the air, like yeah. start yeah. out as a bug. But they were like, ah, that's awesome. Let's leave that in there. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate like so back in World of Warcraft, you could do things like wall jump over the 
the border of, of Orgrimmar and then be under Orgrimmar. And it's just this sort of featureless plane. But you could also wall jump into, this was way back in the day, way before. Oh, into High Jaw. High Jaw, right? Yeah, before. And so you could like hike up there and they had done a lot of work. They had built a bunch of world there. And up at the top, there was like construction cones and like barriers and stuff. <laughs> and it was hilarious, right? And like, like some super high level monsters that would kill you if you went past them. Right? I didn't like know there that, were no monsters that I found in uh, that whole, in that I whole In zone. some of those places, they would put the like guardians of uh, blizzard or whatever sure. that were just like super epic monsters that were high enough level to kill any Anything. character who happened yeah. to make it there but didn't they do that in dark souls for people who got it pre-release was they just filled the world with impossible monsters i didn't know I that's that. that's great i can't verify that because i didn't happen it didn't happen to me but i heard that i would like i would like to make and or play a game that anticipated that sort of glitching and and players seeking out those glitches and have you played Hack- for- oh you guys played Havoc oh, yeah, Slash. that was yeah, an assignment and and well, there, if i remember right you all hated it i, I no, liked it except I, I liked for the it very until very i hated okay, it okay yeah <laughs> yeah it, but i would like i would like a, a 3d game like dark souls or something like that where a a hidden uh, like an an undocumented feature of it is that there are places where you can just get outside of the geometry and it's prepared such that you're allowed to wander around in there you don't just fall off into space yeah but you can you can walk around outside the geometry but there's also a class of monsters that only exist outside the geometry i mean portal kind of does that Right, because you feel like you're breaking through. Yeah, the kind but of that's the, the game. Kind yeah, of, yeah. It, does, it never feels like a glitch, though. Right, right. But it, but you do feel like what? It, but, in, yeah, in, in the, the sense of the story, yeah, yeah. You're no, getting, that, that, you're that was that was my favorite moment in Portal yeah. by far. It's only a matter of time until some game evokes the aesthetic of falling through the geometry right. of a modern 3D game. Sure, right. I mean, and probably some at some fucking bullshit gobbler grotto whatever i have an example that i will not name because it would be a spoiler okay <laughs> i mean i feel like i would be surprised cool if story i would yeah, be surprised if that. uh saints row 4 didn't do something yeah like that, right well, like, like someday i'm gonna tell you to play a game and i won't say why okay and it'll be <laughs> that's that's fair enough <laughs> i was gonna say though that like a game where like anticipating uh what players are gonna do that sort of is outside the system Something that came to mind was actually Jenny, um, Jenny's game, uh, Dinner Bell, right? Mm. Because I would try a bunch of stuff that I thought was like, oh, clearly this isn't covered. And almost everything I tried had some funny response. Right. Well, that's, that's how you make good interactive fiction. Yeah. Super good parser fiction. Yeah. Parser fiction. Getting a lot of people to play it and then, and send you transcripts so that you can fill in every gap that they tried. Right. That's actually a good point, actually. It, do none of the IF engines are server based where the author gets to see what people are trying? MUDs are, but MUDs don't do that. MUDs Holy don't shit. Care. Why are, yeah, MUDs why are, are always bad IF and they don't need to be. Why yeah. are we not and doing that? Why have we not made a server based IF engine for people to make games so they can see what people are typing so they can just be constantly creating content? Well, I, I think it's encounter. just because IF is so niche that nobody cares. Ah, but that's, but if it was something that reacted to what you did over well, time, like. I think what you are talking about is now taking the form of chatbots. <sighs> Maybe. 
I don't know. Like it would be IF oh, is that would be amazing. Better, like though. if the person who made whatever Cleverbot or whatever it's called. Well, Cleverbot like, is is if, like this weird trick, right? Oh, is it? Yeah, it's just it just matches your stuff up against another human. Oh, that okay, that's really funny. So it's it's like uh it's like chat roulette. Yeah. Okay. But but yeah. but disguised as a bot, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so there there have to be like there have to be chat bots out there that are real chat bots though. <laughs> Maybe They're, not. Maybe, maybe Eliza maybe has been human all maybe along. It's all, all the Turing test, and How I'm, do you feel I'm one about who failed. Maybe Eliza has been Is Doctor Spazzo a real doctor? Oh shit! <laughs> I do have cancer. Oh no! Wait, did Doctor Spazzo ask you if your hand was bigger than your face? <laughs> wow! What a dick! I'm moving to Turtle Beach. What was the eight so part of that name? It is Sound Blaster. What, what it was I, like Sound Blaster. Uh, fuck, we audio text to speech operator cable okay. cable. Text the guy who did the music for Space Age yeah. pulled out his original Sound Blaster manual Holy and shit. scanned the page about Doctor Spazzo and posted it, but it did not elucidate anything. Ah. Yeah, it was sad. <laughs> yeah, like I like the. It says it it it's it says what it is when you run the program. Uh, does it? It doesn't know. actually. Well, because we were, we watched YouTube videos of it trying to figure <laughs> this out like a week ago. It, uh, I forget, I forget. There, there is a common, there is a commonly understood thing that Dr. Spazzo stands for. Okay. You will, he, you can get him to say it because I remember it hearing it in the voice. Intelli- oh. Artificially intelligent text to speech operator. Yeah, maybe. Or something. Because like that's AI TSO. I mean, I remember, I remember SB was Sound Blaster and TSO is text to speech operator. Oh, uh, was it, it was just TSO? I thought it was. Spazzo. Okay. I thought it was more letters. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. It's a, <laughs> so this is a thing name. that like a significant portion of our audience won't know anything about because they never owned a sound blaster. Yeah. Oh. Dr. Spazzo was a program, a DOS program that came with the original sound blaster that was a port of an, a 70s AI program called Eliza. No, it was and also a significant elaboration on it. A sound blaster was was like the first <laughs> when you bought a computer yeah. it didn't have any fucking sound it had like for beeps. the PC speaker. Yeah, yeah. It was just terrible. They could a make sound blaster waves. was amazing. Like it, it was not quite it was not quite as much of a revelation as when you bought a super VGA card and suddenly your computer was capable of displaying pornography for the first time. <laughs> oh man, no, in I, your I, life. I remember displaying pornography. CGA pornography. Six forty by four eighty by sixteen colors. Oh, 16. I had a, I had a GIF good. renderer I, I that was that dithering. Yeah, I had some porn on the original entirely black and white Mac. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Huh. Was that Adequate? <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> please, please. Um, it seems like that's. Worse I was than, fourteen. What isn't adequate? Picture is like worse than your imagination at that point. But not, the like, sound blaster revolutionized. Maybe I just needed ideas. Maybe I just like. I bet that's. Oh, I'll think about that. The sound blaster basically added sound to this porn. <laughs> so I, the was it was it Wing Commander was the first game that oh, like really God, that took fucking orchestra tuning up in the opening of yeah it was like mind. whoa this is the future yeah 1993 is going to fucking rule. I recorded I recorded music and was able to actually play it back on my computer. I was like oh yeah what is happening it's no, so I mean my, the most exciting thing for me about my sound blaster was being able to record and then play backwards the parts of oh, they might be shit, giant songs right? that had backwards <laughs> stuff recorded into them oh you had enough space to do that you get a minute at a time in windows sound recorder yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I think it was one megabyte <laughs>
No, it was more. It was like ten megabytes or whatever. Like a wave is. That was a whole hard drive. I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> I had a much less uh, revelatory sound card experience when I bought a Gravis Ultrasound. When I wanted to run all the demos that wouldn't have sound unless I had a Gravis Ultrasound, and I got the one with 256k of, of audio RAM on it instead of a megabyte, hmm. and none of the demos Shit. had songs that fit in 256k. That's a that's bullshit. It's really, it is impossible to explain to somebody how big of a deal the demo scene stuff was. Oh yeah, that was that like, was amazing. It was, it was like, it took a machine that you were pretty familiar with what it did and made it do shit that was fucking magic. Yep. And the the demo scene now is doing some. Cr- crazy shit like but it's but it's like the demo scene now is like this is this this is one kilobyte of javascript yeah and we ported doom to it yeah exactly. or whatever or like, which is really like impressive 8k but, of this but, like crazy flyover of an alien planet you're but like what see, the but seeing fuck? that, that on that your computer possible? is not super impressive now i guess it, like you have to understand the constraints that they were working yeah. in to do it on yeah. a on a fucking like 8088 sure. well, IBM the, PC, you knew you were intimately familiar well, with the constraints. Because you had never seen anything. Because cool. those constraints were the boundaries of your world. Yeah, what, and what, then suddenly seeing something outside of that was... Uh, yeah, the difference now, I think, is that all the demo scene people went into game development or, or are now writing the game engines. Sure. Or like, this, the, the only reason this shader looks so good is because we're doing the same kind of magic with a tiny fraction of your computer's hardware that you're not aware of that we were with your entire computer in the 80s. Yeah, the way that it's been described to me is that, like, shader programmers are the, like, last bastion of, like, crazy machine language. Like, they're touching all of the bits of the computer from the inside and, like, <laughs> fondling yeah. them just just the right way. Have, have you guys looked at Shader Toy? Not extensively. Uh, it's it's Well, it's worth it just to, like... Uh, so, if, I'm presuming then you've just browsed around a little bit yeah. and looked at some of them. Yeah, that stuff is really worth looking at. And and like if you're a programmer, especially look at like on the right hand side of the screen, you can see this is oh that's forty lines of code rendering this image. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> this the one that I saw that was most impressive was like oh this is just a it's like a sphere with uh, a, like an ocean planet with individually rendered waves mm-hmm. on it, and it's like fifty sixty lines of code maybe. Yeah, doing that entire procedural thing. art and and. If you know the constraints of shaders, it gets more interesting, but that stuff is not worth going into on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be like nine hours long if we don't get to... This assignment, The yeah. Novelist. Yes. I played about 20 minutes of it, decided that I didn't want to spend... 20 minutes? Two hours uh, on I, it. Man. Yeah, I mean, I played, I played the first chapter the first month i I did the first two days i I decided that i i was liking it but i was in such a world of warcraft frame of mind it i was i was starting to like skim the text and the letters and stuff and i kind of felt like i was doing the game a disservice and i should come back i got up until like chapter eight before i was like when is this thing gonna end really end of august i want i would like to play this as a twine game like i just i i also kind of like to play it as a twine game it was in I just, uh, well, I the problem don't. with the format is you didn't play it long enough like, to, to decide. It just to, makes it the, take longer. Yeah. The game. So there, there are actually two games, and one, one is like looking 
for shit. Right. And Which one is not them, very fun and, after a and, while. And, and right. And one of them is actually the like people. making the decisions and trying to optimize the outcome. And that one might be fun, but I didn't actually finish a game of that because the looking for shit took so long. Mm. So I played three and a half iterations of this game. Holy wow. crap. Um, so I played through a, a game where I was just playing it straight up as it was presented. I played stealth mode. Mm-hmm. I played through it, a whole thing of that. You cautioned me against playing I stealth did. mode, I think, because really? you understood that I would hate it. Uh, I just, yeah. I, I was like, it is not worth it. It does not add enough yeah. to be it, worth it. Looking at it, it didn't feel like it would add anything <clears throat> to the it, experience. The only thing that it can do is lock out possible story branches. Right. So like if you get noticed by someone, they like become suspicious. And then if you get noticed by them a second well, I, time, I they become that, freaked out. I think that exists to, to add tension. To, it does. To it it, like, it the, definitely gamifies it way more, but that's not what was interesting about the thing. Like yeah. the space never changes. The only way that they like interact. So the, what they do eventually is they, the family starts turning off some of the lights. So right. your jump points become less frequent. Yeah, that's what I do when, oh, there's a scary ghost in my no, house. No. I better turn off some of the <laughs> lights. If you've never been noticed before, they will still turn off some of the lights. It's it's just that like the, at the beginning of the game, every light is on. So you can jump between every sort of right. warp point. I and, didn't realize that's what it was. I thought it was a bug. No, it's it, they, they eventually just start turning some of them off at random so that you like have to. I mean, is rethink. it because the, the man's decisions throw the family into deeper and deeper poverty and they no. can't afford to replace light bulbs. How does that thematically fit in with like the mode where you're going around at night? <sighs> Doesn't. Oh, you can't. Oh, you can't go to the lights. You're walking around. Yeah. yeah. At nights yeah. at night, nights, you're just free asleep. to walk around yeah. anyway, which I mean, the way that I played it, you're always free to just walk around anyway. Because right. And I was I'd, like, fuck a stealth game. I had played this game at like, it was some show. I think it was the, th- the thing double fine ran last year. Day of the devs. Yeah. Uh, I think so. And I had never, like, left the lights. Okay. I was just playing entirely within the lights. I didn't really get it. And then I remember looking on the Steam page for this thing, and uh, the user tags is, like, walking simulator. Right. They're like, dude, this is a terrible walking... Like, you're trying to make a joke, but you haven't actually played the game. There's no walking in this game. You're going from... But turns out there's walking in the game. (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) I... Like how did you? You go really slow. How did you really accomplish slow. anything? Well, I didn't. In the lo- okay. I failed. To, <laughs> I, I failed to get what the game was, and I walked well, away. I mean, really, you if you to, never you make any decisions for the guy, then his wife is never pissed off at him. No? <laughs> so there's there's a lot of variety going on from from playthrough to playthrough, which you might not recognize of with only sure. one or partial playthrough or whatever. Um, well, I'm so, presuming like the 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 text you get at the end of each chapter is fully reactive well so the the first chapter is basically always the same um but then the order of the chapters is effectively randomized after that oh huh. um, yeah which i think actually leads to some of my complaints about the writing because it had to be so compartmentalized mm. that they couldn't he couldn't really have narratives that have a through line that, really? yeah that was yeah. a through line because people definitely react and like have commentary about stuff that you've done before but it's it's all sort of like measured um i did kind of notice even in the in the second day of my two-day playthrough it was like eh, you're you're bringing up things from the past but they're from like a minute in the past but and it might not have been yeah and and there was there were things that were introduced that was like you know have danny stay over or whatever and i'm like who the fuck is Danny or whatever because like there's there's one episode where it's he's sort of introduced or one chapter where he's sort of introduced oh. but 
that one could be could come eighth. Yeah, or uh, whatever. Just, so you would know better than me, having played it multiple times. Like it sounds to me that it was just a bad idea to randomize the chapter orders. Yeah. It definitely makes the playthrough is more dynamic. But I mean, you I, could also randomize it in a way that certain ones always happen after sure. certain ones, and that would create some variety. But I mean. I guess this is theoretically a game that is designed to be played more than once. It, it really is. Because of the... I mean, it seems like... This basically seems like a three-pronged morality system, sort of. Kind of. Right? So so, like, I, so the first time I played through it, I was, I was balancing everybody's desires more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, and got a, a, a more or less favorable ending for the... So, the the thing that's interesting to me is that you are you are managing the life and future of the the sort of the novelist of of um of Dan, Dan of his wife and his kids so there's the three like characters but then you also have his relationship with his wife and his relationship with his kids so there's like five things that you're trying to 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 manage all at the same time um and you only really make two meaningful choices per chapter Right. And you're, ex- you're always excluding at least one of those right. things, probably two or three. So if you, if you pick either the wife or the kid, do you then get a compromise for Dan? It's a possible, you can possibly compromise with Dan. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, uh, the way I. So you're basically, you're, you're basically spending like a, a big point on one character and a little point on another character. Well, no, you're spending a big point turn. on one character or a like three quarters and a quarter point. Oh, so it's, if you don't compromise at all. It's okay. different. It's well, different. then I was oh, wow. not I was not role playing it properly because I was there's intending to multiple not compromise at all. So I didn't realize that like a compromise does different. Like that does you don't things. have to you don't have to pick a second thing no. in the nighttime ghost mode. I just assume that no you that that lessens the impact that it has if you. Oh then, wow! If, oh. Well, I'm really glad that I didn't keep playing the game. Then, there's a I bunch been, of I would have been really dissatisfied with my results. I bet. So there's like I so so the first time I played through, I played like I got all the way to the end and had like a reasonable. The parents were basically okay, and the kid was just sort of like a washout. Um, and then the second time I played through, I did I, all I did was pick the positive outcome for the kid and just ignored the parents. Mm. And the 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 husband and wife relationship just falls apart. And like halfway through the game, or halfway through what would have been the length of the first game, she leaves, and the game is over. Whoa! Yeah, and the second time I was like, well, that's interesting. So the second, so the third time I played through, I was like mostly focusing on the wife and compromising a little bit with the uh, with the uh, um the husband and ignoring the kid entirely and halfway through that game the these are all spoilers by the way <laughs> so um halfway through that game she leaves again because she, and she takes the kid with her um because your relationship with the child is so bad god i can uh, play this game where you have the option to go back in time and not get married and then like some really good books probably get written <laughs> you can still write good books Jesus and still have a, a reasonable like I, like i still won the national book prize the first time i played through like it it was hard for me not to sympathize so this was so all the like game systems aside it was super hard for me not to sympathize with him like 80 to 90% of the time because like he had the the actual like money earning job in right. the family. I mean, so it's I feel like there's a, there's there's a the sort of triple threat here. He's the protagonist, right? He's the a male game in the game. 
he he is the only one with any agency, right? right? And has to yeah, you you are whispering your choice to him. Yep. So maybe this is a quadruple threat. Yeah. He's also a guy. Yep. Which we are. Yep. And he is also he also. I don't know. I don't know to what extent you guys feel like this is true, but my life is characterized by tension between how much I want to work and how much I want to focus on work and how much my loved ones would like right. for me. Well, to and work did you get to the chapter where like work. he like he found that his writing was improved if he drank more? Yeah, I got that one. <laughs> right? So like that's a chapter and I'm like, "Ah, oh, god damn it." Cuz like do you side on the like on his side where he's like writing better but like obviously screwing up the like yeah, family yeah. dynamic? That was that was actually interesting for me because I was I was playing trying to to balance them all out perfectly mm-hmm. and that that scenario came up for me in a round where I had predetermined that Dan was going to be the winner this oh, round. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh, what am I about to do?" <laughs> and I think that's I think that's part of the design. I'm not sure how it's coded, but I'm sure. guessing that certain chapters are not weighted equally, right? Because there's some, some where, like, if you ignore the kid, all he does is play by himself for a while, but then there's other chapters where he, like, gets really depressed, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, oh, God. I, and again, like, I want this to be a twine game yeah, so I that I can explore all of these possibilities in, like, ten minutes, sure. right? I want yeah. this to be the uncle who works at Nintendo that, that instead sounds like, of Gone yeah. Home, where uh, I have to play I finally Gone played Home that. that is fucking times. good. Have you played the uncle who works at Nintendo? Have you played the uncle who works for Nintendo? No. Oh, you've uh, got to go home and play that. Does yeah. Gone Home have 12 endings? It no. doesn't, but if it did... Like, yeah, oh, yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is, if okay. Gone Home had 12 different endings, but every one of them took 45 minutes yeah. to play, right. I'd be like, oh, fuck, uh, no. Also, like, you can speed run Gone Home. What I, would, sure. <laughs> what I would do is I would play it once. I would say, yeah. all right, that's my ending. But this, like, because this is exploring themes that I care about yeah. Yeah. and can relate to more than, like, being a 15-year-old lesbian, like, I want this game to be presented to me in a way that, so the second and third time that I played to, through it to me, partly because it like ended halfway through, but partly because I already knew what I was doing and I also turned off stealth mode. It only took half an hour. That's really? still yeah. really was, all the way through it. Yeah, because it is because you, you know where everything you is. Like there's only like the there's only twenty different places where things can be right, and you're just zipping from okay. place to place, and you're just you know what to do, and like each chapter yeah. takes two minutes, right? And if if you've already and I guess seen, if you if you know, for instance, that you are not going to compromise with right. any with either character, all you have to do is find Dan's yeah. stuff and then tell Dan it, the what I think you should do is yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the fucking I sound every time the sound design like, in this game is just, just embarrassing. <laughs> and I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was funny. Well, I, I like I I was consistently like just very sad about the sound design in the game like the way the the refrigerator like when you walk close it's to the like refrigerator super hummy and then when you walk two feet away it's completely silent right yeah like the footsteps were really footeppy so the footsteps so I can that, see I how think the, that's necessary if you're that was a, that, I think that was a game mechanic thing because yeah. like, if if you didn't have that you would be constantly being like noticed and so yeah, if you weren't making yourself, it, it drove me nuts that it's like, all right, well, my next step is to go read the wife's thoughts. Yeah. Did they tell you the wife's name? Linda is her yeah, name? I think so. Yeah. What's the kid's name? Tommy? Uh, Were these characters Tommy. had names? I don't remember yeah. that. I mean, I remember yeah, Dan's Tommy. name. I mean, it's just because I'm a misogynist asshole. Uh, wait, a misogynist I remember Barb was the wife's friend. Oh, yeah. And, uh, 
I think the child was just child. Tommy. If- <laughs> Tommy. Okay. <laughs> It, the fact that they were moving around. It sucks when he grows up and he's still called child. child yeah. yeah. The fact um, that they're moving around. Is there an ending where he's blind and deaf and dumb but really good at pinball? No. Okay. Not that I encountered. Um, it would be like, all right, you found all the shit. Now go read the, read Tommy's thoughts to end this. I'm like, okay, where the fuck is Tommy right now? Cause he's just wandering around the space in a way. So that is, I never had a problem with that cause the, he's basically either in the living room or in his, or in his room or whatever. But every now and then you get into a state where like one of the characters has started like shutting the door to their, so, so like the, the father can like go into his room and shut the door so he can write more or the, the mother can like go into her, her studio, studio and lock, close the door and you just have to fucking wait for them to come out oh. before you can read their thoughts. And sometimes that's a multiple minutes. Like that is obnoxious. I remember Tommy at one point, his, his compromise was like, we could make a fortress out of the blue blanket. Yeah. And then I had to find a blue blanket in at night when everything's oh, black and white. Well, Cause you hadn't found it during the day. <laughs> Why the fu- Like ghosts. I'm pretty sure their eyes don't have the same rods and cones in them that ours do. Why is a ghost's color vision worse at night? <laughs> Maybe the ghost used to be human and it just, yeah, just do you ever find filters that everything the ghost through. Of? <laughs> so did you read all the journal entries from the like previous owners of the house and stuff? That was super weird to me because like I was reading those and like these are people like talking like from 50 years ago. About me. Yep. I, read I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, I read about. one chapter's worth of them. There's a bunch of them. Like, you've been there for a long time. It doesn't ever explain who you are or what you're doing there. I actually like that aspect of it. Sure. I think that's yeah. neat. You never see yourself. I like that it's gone home where you're the ghost. Yeah. Like, that was that, that I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is exactly the game that I wanted to come I, out. <laughs> I think that in a, in a different life... I would have bought this game and really enjoyed it and, and would have really you felt... You mean a life when you had more time? Yeah, that's partly it. And this was the only thing you had to play? Yeah, or 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 just one where I had bought this not because I felt a responsibility to play it so that I could sort of grok it for my job and also be able to talk about it on a podcast, right? Hmm. Like, yeah. It, it, it... But as as it stood, I was just like, eh, I'm not enjoying this enough to actually see it. Like, I can imagine a way in which this could be pre- in which the same parts of the game that I like could be presented to me in a way that was more digestible. Yeah, quicker, the part, and that is what I want this to be. And because that's not what this is, I'm just not going to play it for the same reason that I won't. I'm not going to continue playing Dragon Age Inquisition because the controls are so infuriating to me. I could power through it. I'm just not going to because it's not worth that effort. Yeah, I I think this game, like, it put a bad face forward for me, and I didn't even realize it at the time, because the stealth game isn't very good. Right. The finding things game isn't very good. Correct. I actually didn't even really like the writing. It is, it's mediocre in places. Um, yeah. But the dynamic narrative that you talked about that I didn't even notice sounds super fascinating. It, and that's the thing, like, that's what really shines for me is like the repeated, repeated playthrough and like understanding like how many different possible ways this can go. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's, and you know, if that's what's impressive about the game, then this game is just a classic case of like not. Making clear what is good good about about it. it. Yeah. Like, you know, which is a danger that games have that a lot of 
media don't. Yep. Right? Like That's... a movie if a movie doesn't get good until 15 minutes in, it's still a good movie because most of the people who saw it on its first iteration saw it in the theater. They're not going to leave after 15 minutes and they will tell your friends, books, stick with it. Books are similar though. Yeah, maybe. But like, like people are, people could say stick with this video game. It gets, it gets better. They, they can. And I mean, they, they can. To and be honest, and- frog fractions. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like that is a video game that like everyone I have told to play that yeah, game. I'm like, yeah. You need to stick with this. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know when you are playing the real game. Yeah. I think even in the case of a movie, like, you could just be engaging with it on a way that's not interesting. And I can't actually think of a good example of this. I can only think of bad examples. Where you're not, where you're just not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there are, there are movies that I've seen that I wasn't excited about, and then I watched them years later, and I was like, oh, now I understand. Okay, so yeah. Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective mm. Agency. I read it in junior high and was like, eh, this isn't nearly as good as Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But then I read it again when I was like 25, and I thought, how did I not see that mm. this book is 10 times as good as Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy? Like, I just didn't get I am fascinated as an adult, just looking back. This has happened for like 10 years now, looking back at people like 10 years younger than me and just marveling at how much they just don't get it. Right. And it could be anything, (laughs) you know? I don't know if everyone is like that. Like I've, I've kind of felt like the, the difference between the sort of people that I want to interact with in, in life and the people that I don't is that the people that I do want to interact with are perpetually embarrassed by how dumb they were a week ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And well, I don't you know think everyone is like that or that's all anyone would ever talk about. <laughs> well, I mean, we're all constantly trying to hide our shame, right? Like, <laughs> no, I think a lot of people are just pretty okay with the way that their lives are going. Uh, and, yeah, or they were just really pleased it. with themselves in high school. Yeah, like anybody who says like high school was the best years of my life, I'm like, uh. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, no, like being embarrassed by who you were a year ago. That's how you know you're becoming a well. I was gonna say it's how you know you're becoming a better person, but like maybe you've just been getting worse forever. Right. <laughs> Either just- that. Or maybe our sh- the shame portions of our brain are just broken in a way that makes them overactive, and yeah. we're well, not any better than we were a year sure. ago. We just feel that way, and we're actually still terrible. Yeah. And everyone who thinks that they're fine, it's because they're fine, and we're idiots. But <laughs> fiction specifically, <laughs> like yeah, I I I can't think of an ex- again. I can't think of an example, but I know I read books when I was twelve. And maybe even enjoyed them, but didn't get them the way I did when I read them when I was 25. Oh, fuck. I, this is actually a great example. Primer. Have you guys mm, seen that movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that movie when I was 25. Okay. And I was like, this movie is fucking amazing. Like, me and all my engineer friends think and talk and act exactly like this. Right. And then I saw the movie when I was 35, and I was like, these people have no moral compass whatsoever. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with these engineers? That's hilarious. And I was right both times. Yes, you were. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. That's like that's like being able to see something a second time, and it's just a completely different thing, even though it's I mean, the same thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that I feel so like good. guys our age watching Fight Club and thinking, 
fuck yeah. And then <laughs> let's make thinking, a fight club. Ah, wait a minute. This was an uh, indictment. I'm listening. Uh, hmm, okay. All right. Well, glad I didn't talk about that too much <laughs> in the moment. Like, yeah, it happens. Did the Fight Club video game ever get released? Uh, was there one? It was. It was just a fighting game. Oh, wow. That's probably. I think Abraham Lincoln was a right playable character. <sighs> Good. Was it like at least meet Abraham Lincoln from Aqua Teen Hunger Force? <laughs> I don't think so. All right. Uh, what's our next assignment? It's Enemy Mind from Shell Games. Okay. No, it's not. We. Well, not I don't already. know if you overrode that with. I, the, fuck! I forgot. Is that loud enough? Does that show up? Is that? I'm leaving this in. What did we decide the daughter, assignment was going to be? Sister. Well, so we decided twice. We we de- we decided among the sleep. During, among the sleep. During the okay. Show. Next assignment is among the sleep. That clap was real. You guys want to do some listeners mail? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Might as well make this 900 hours long. Baron von Bick Penlord says. Why is it that when I load a video game and it shows a progress bar for loading the first half, the time fills up the bar? <clears throat> Why is it that when I load a video game and it shows a progress bar for loading, the first half of the time fills the bar up to 70 to 90 percent, and then there's a huge pause and it takes the other half of the time to fill out the remainder? Word Realms does this, as I recall. It's loading. Jim, why is things. that? I don't uh, know about. I, I don't. Know, I, I don't make games with loading bars. I was not the programmer of Word you've, Realms. You've made so two games with loading bars. Totally the programmer of Word Realms. <laughs> I mean, I would Spoiler imagine it's may, maybe it's like maybe the progress bars filling up per asset, and the assets at the end yeah, are the biggest. It sorts the assets by size. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, that's just a guess. Also, like, yeah, there's not a lot of ways to predict how long something is going to take. Reliably. It's also possible that it's doing Zeno's loading bar. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you could put the a lot of work into making the loading starts. bar be really good, but like, yeah, but at that's that point, a huge waste of time. Yeah, well, At that point, why not just make the loading faster? Right. Like that seems like it'd be a better spent use of your time. Well, it depends on how long the, the the gameplay tips are that you've written onto that loading screen. You want to give I could people make, enough yeah. time to read them. Well, Dragon that, Age that's Inquisition actually, has a little deck of three loading screen tips that you can cycle through. And I would say that the average loading time for me gives you the opportunity to read each of those three loading screen tips 5,000 times. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of times. It really is. Oh, that, that was a problem when we, when we, um, we, f- Made the loading faster on Gunhouse. Suddenly, most of the time, you couldn't read the loading screen tips. And it was right. like, we spent and so much time writing those tips. You didn't <laughs> want to give them a button to have to press. Yeah, no, that was too much work. Yeah. We need to ship that fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, Mock Sasson says, so I have a short story and two questions. Last night, I had a dream that Zach was at one of my parties. He was playing a Nintendo emulator and looked me straight in the eye and said, you shouldn't use this. I explained that I actually still have an NES and replaced the 72-pin connector. We went to my office and he looked at my NES games I still have, and he said my game sucked. Then I woke up. (laughs) Questions. One, why is DreamZack such a jerk? Because dreams reflect the opposite of reality, and and I'm a super, super nice guy in in real life. You would never tell people their games suck. I would never tell people their collection of physical NES games sucked. Like... You you probably would tell someone that really what if, yeah, if what there's if, if their games were awful you would be like mm, but if the, if there was like these are the games that I had when I was a kid even if they were <sighs> bad games I would look at because like my collection of NES games from when I was a kid 
is bad, but it like kind of defines who I am in an interesting way. And I feel so like I, I by feel telling like people their the games suck, you're that. telling them that they suck. Yeah, by wow. proxy. you must have been a shitty kid. <laughs> what, like maybe did your parents do something wrong? Yeah, they you bought these games. Uh, two on the topic of emulators, you recently said you felt uncomfortable using Nesticle because the icon looked like a nutsack. Uh, <laughs> however, you really like Binding of Isaac, which is ostensibly just as gross. Personally, I felt uncomfortable shooting piles of poop and did not like the aesthetics, which seemed gross for the sake of being gross in my opinion. Just curious how you see those as different. I see it the opposite of the way that you do, Moxassin, because I feel like there is no reason for an NES emulator to be a set of balls, mm-hmm. but there is every reason for. <laughs> The Binding of Isaac, which is thematically about an abused child wallowing in his own shit and flies and body horror to express all of those things. On the other hand, like, if you're not going to play the game because you think it's gross, then sure. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. You can absolutely decide not to play it because you don't like the aesthetics. But the aesthetics do support what the thing is about, whereas... In the case of Nesticle, the aesthetics are there because somebody thought nutsacks were fun. I think Nesticle is specifically an exercise in, like, let's give something people really want to them, but force them to yeah, put up with... make it really off-putting. Yeah. yeah. Like... You don't think it's just it's just somebody taking a pun just too far? <sighs> yeah, I... No, because it, I don't think it's that, because those everything else those guys made, guys made is gross, too. Oh. Okay. By the way, the the game I was talking about. PlayStation 1 shit emulator. (laughs) What else did they make? I'm curious now. Uh, They made Noggin Knockers. Um, By the way, I talked about Noggin Knockers last time, I think. I was actually thinking of Noggin Knockers 2. Oh. (laughs) So make sure to download the right one. Yeah. Uh, They made a game called. I'll specify that in the show notes just so people don't get confused. (laughs) Thank you. God, they made a. I can't actually remember their names. I want to say Time Splitters, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. Oh, Time Shitters. <laughs> they made a um a they made a like a Final Fight style brawler and they made a a couple of like Mortal Kombat style fighting games that were all that r- same gross like overshaded pixel art. Hmm. Like by overshaded I mean like they put way more work into making the shading perfect than they did into like Making it a good thing to shade. <laughs> like, if you do you remember the about screen in Nesticle with that shit man, I think was his name? The face. I don't. Um, their games all looked like that. Yeah, I mean, so it, it also really. Time somebody in the Video Games Hot Dogs forum no, talked about this, but there. It seems like Wasteland 2 had, like, five writers, and one of them... Was really interested in poop. <laughs> yeah, it's like Poop yeah. Guy from World yeah, of Warcraft. What, what the fuck is up with yeah. Poop Guy from World of Warcraft? Yeah. He I, got seriously, god damn it. He oh, really? Does yeah. he still work there? Oh, yeah. Jesus. There, there's, an achievement for, there's an achievement for taking a dump in one of the outhouses in your garrison. God I, What I want to know is what's up with, like... A terrible pop culture pun guy from World of Warcraft. Yeah, that's that might be the same I guy seen as that Poop much Guy. Of him the, yeah, I've one. seen less of that. It's it's less okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Wasteland Two had multiple writers, and one of them was like, you know, I, I forget the the specific examples of 
this guy that were pointed out in the video games hot dog forums was like, you see a guy who was killed by a plant monster is like, you wish you could roll him up and smoke him. Jesus. And, you know, the, <laughs> the user's response is, no, no, I 420. Don't. No, I'm telling like, you what it, to feel right yeah, now. 420 plays it. Lol. Uh, you think? And, and there were, there were some of the messages were like, you know, enemy name, you know, percent sign enemy name explodes in a shower of dick chunks or whatever. Oh like, not exactly that, but like, it just, like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm laughing at this as if it's actually the text, but like, it's probably the, you. The, no, the roll it up and smoke it was actually in the game. Okay, the dick okay. chunks was me. Okay. But also, there is you. You will get the dick chunks is always you, Zach. You will get vendor trash from killing monsters. Dick chunks in the, in the game. No, but there are used. Okay, so vibrators. There are honey bad. There are honey badgers. Oh. There are honey badgers in the game. There are these giant mutant honey badgers, which it's fucking uh. like. Fine, whatever. But one of the vendor trash items that they drop is badger nutsack. And there is no fucking reason for that to be there except to be just needlessly tasteless. And, oh, man. Someone thought it know, was funny. Somebody That's... in the Something Awful forums, somebody talked about a game that, like, I talked about giving up on Dark Souls. And he said, maybe if it was a stick figure game about dick jokes, you would have stuck with it. Whoa. Like, damn, dude. Sick burn. There are no <clears throat> dick jokes in KOL, really. There are a are lot of dick jokes. There are a lot of dick jokes. There are a lot of dick jokes in KOL. I've written a few of those dick I didn't, jokes. I haven't. I did not write any of the dick jokes. You didn't no. object you didn't object to my uh to my nutsack in the uh the Word Realms Kickstarter thing. I forgot what that was nominally utilitarian. Oh, right, right. Instead of fac, it was nut, N-U-T-S-A-Q. Yeah. I did stop you from posting a Facebook announcement with the word turd in That's it. That's true. Yesterday. I think you, I think I hurt your feelings a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It's I'm sorry. Right. It's okay. I just don't think we should post turds on the internet in public that have the word turd in them. Um, anyway, but then I was trying to think of a, uh, of a thief class that smelled bad uh-huh. and turd burglar was that. No. <laughs> so, and I was like, nope, I can't do it. I can't make that joke because I literally yesterday told Kevin that, <laughs> that we, we don't do that. Do something with the we word don't, turd. We don't do it. that here. Yeah. Well, only if it's as good as turn, turd burglar. So I changed it to curd burglar and made it about cheese. Okay. All right. See? Yeah. See? Yeah. A little bit of PG-13 Step never hurt up. anybody. That's, uh, <laughs> that's good. Cheesy Bottom says, speaking of which, <laughs> Riff is largely right about Persona 3. I played it before 4 and it was fine, but after seeing the improvements in 4, 3 really shows its flaws. It's similar yeah. to how all the improvements in Borderlands 2 make playing the original a fucking chore. I would argue that playing either of them <gasps> is a fucking chore. Oh. What's weird is like how negative the reaction has been to the Borderlands pre sequel or whatever. I bought is it there. I yeah, bought it I'm because not single good thing because about it. I thought maybe it would be better than Borderlands Two for whatever reason. I played like an hour of it and I'm like, nope, this is exactly Borderlands Two. Oh, I, I've heard that it, like people just didn't like it. The people who liked Borderlands Two hated the the pre sequel. Oh, huh. For you what think it's the writing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the difference was. It's I don't so understand weird. people who didn't like the writing in Borderlands 2 because I very much liked the writing yeah. in Borderlands yeah, 2. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I wished, 
I wished that I liked the game so that I could experience the, more of the writing. The Tiny Tina's like D and D game. Or I can see that. I can see that being super off putting. Like I can really? see like that seems like that was the like best a possible thing. It's it was a character with an annoying voice, and when a character mm-hmm. has an annoying voice, I can understand why it would be off putting to somebody. Like it, I understand why. Tom Green is off-putting to some people because of the sort of over-the-top obnoxious surface elements of the stuff that he does. Because if I didn't have a tolerance for that, like, if you didn't have a tolerance for Weird Al's nasally voice, sure, it would be hard to appreciate. Or a tolerance for coffee the or beer or other things that are, sure, like, or other things that are good. Caustic. And, yeah, and, like, things that you should clearly work to develop a taste for. Cyber34 writes, Jick, I am a huge fan of the Mega Man Battle Network series. And, yes, you're right. The first game in the series is unbearably samey looking with its internet. They fixed this problem right away. And in two onward, the internet is actually navigated. Two and three are my favorite two games and of the six of them. Fantastic games. And then somebody else writes, Hey guys, oh, it's Vernacio. I mean, Felatio from a ghost, like in Ghostbusters, when Dan Aykroyd got a blowjob from a ghost. It, Do you remember how November. that totally Zach, happened? It's, it's, it's after Halloween. Now. I know, but he asked for a spooky okay. game in the previous podcast <laughs> that you weren't on. Okay, all right. You were working. I asked you. You were in the other room working. <laughs> The other room, you mean across town? <laughs> no, no, no this here. was literally this was, in the other this room. was like a couple hours. Oh, the other one. At yeah. this point, it was nine hours ago before we started recording this podcast. Anyway, Renee Show. I mean, <laughs> Jesus. From a ghost. I'm sorry, it's not my fault. He has a really long, spooky Halloween name. I, I think it is exactly your fault. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I don't hey make guys, the rules here. On the last show, you expressed interest in playing Mega Man Battle Network without random encounters. You can totally disable random fights with cheat codes, and I'd highly recommend doing this on the fifth game in the series, the only one to have a substantial amount of non-random battles. It does this in the form of an interesting turn-based strategy type setting at various points in the game where you have to liberate areas of the internet. You initiate all the battles, and I have a hard time explaining it in words. Anyway, thanks as always for the podcast. Yeah, it seems like there's people who are really into the Mega Man Battle Network games. I don't even know but, what this is. But it's like Mega Man RPG. Right, which seems like it could be really fucking good, like Super Mario RPG and then all of the games that that spun. You didn't like it, but you're objectively wrong about you most You just like things. small numbers. You like things that I have do. numbers, the numbers one through three. And I like them. RPGs with small numbers. I like it when an attack does a single digit number of damage. Yep. Um, I, I don't like know if that's scores true. are low. Mega Man Battle Network, but... How much damage does your World of Warcraft character do now when you hit with a spell? It's well, 4, they yeah they it's, cut they, everything. They shrunk by it back thousand. down to about yeah. Burning Crusade levels. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, it's still in the thousands. It, okay, so it is a high enough number that it doesn't matter. Okay, because it's an like World you just Warcraft look at the first a, number and you're like World of Warcraft. Is you just action, look at the bar. It's an action RPG. Like yeah. if it was a turn based RPG where they had more control over the systemic stuff that was going on, then it would be unforgivable for the numbers to be that high. Okay, unforgivable. Uh, let's see. Oh no, another putt says, I am still playing the kittens game. Why am I still playing the kittens game? Wow. What the- wow, really? That seems. It odd. seems like how long you'd be playing it if you were playing it without cheating. I don't know. Oh, yeah, okay, that's true. Yeah, like, che- cheating is clearly is this the way to. Also, play a thing game. you talked about last podcast? No, it's, it's like something we talked about months ago. ago. It's like just this bullshit idol game. Oh, okay, yeah. That, um,. It's possible that a bunch of updates have come out in the past. Like, all of those games have, have evolved since the last time we touched them because people are just yeah, adding more the, content Yeah, because the tech tree keeps going higher. 
I imagine. So, yep. Oh, no, another putz also said, I remember Zach Lincoln Cryptron on Kickstarter. Since then, it had a change of name to a wizard's lizard and has yep. come out. <laughs> Have any of you played it? How do you feel about the change in title? I basically 100% stopped paying attention to the game after the change in title because I thought the title was too stupid. <laughs> they already had my money. I saw them at the next California Extreme, and it seemed like the game was still a thing. Like, that's yep. probably fine. I did not play it after the name change at all. <laughs> was it because of the name change? No, but but Melissa was, like, just not having any of it. She had backed it on Kickstarter and was really pissed about the name change, actually. That sucks. Yep. I mean, Cryptron is boring. But yeah. it's a thing. It's inoffensive. Wizard's Lizard is, just feels dumb in a way. Yeah, because well, it's not. It, oh, it we just dumb. decided that you're a lizard. It, you're not a lizard in any gameplay meaningful way. It just rhymes with wizard. I, I played that at California Extreme, and I actually backed the Kickstarter. And it's it's okay. It's not. Yeah. That's the one. I mean, they like, were trying to make the Binding of Isaac. And they didn't really make it. I mean, yeah, it like, has the dual, the like the light world and the dark world kind of stuff, which is cool. That wasn't very good when I played it, but yes, I think they like might conceptually have, it is. I think they might have gotten rid of that portion of it. I mean, the Did whole they? point, the whole point of like Cryptron, death is just the beginning. It is a roguelike where when you die, it becomes the second half of the game, right. which you then play. And I'm pretty sure that that is not a thing anymore. Maybe what? that's why they changed yeah. the name. No. That that seems so central to what they were making. That's crazy. It didn't feel central when I played it. It felt yeah. Like the, it also didn't feel. It felt like like they, maybe they were maybe trying to make it central, but were not able to. Mm, I don't like that at all. Have you guys played um our darker purpose? No. Yeah, it's not very. I didn't feel like it was very good. I th- it felt like a messy. The complaints that people have about the Binding of Isaac, about hitboxes being shitty and things being kind of muddy and unresponsive, I felt actually applied to our darker purpose in a way that they didn't to the Binding of Isaac. Like, it it felt to me like they were trying to ape Binding of Isaac so heavily that they, like, let's not include gamepad support because Binding of Isaac didn't have gamepad support. (laughs) Let's 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 make it so our game crashes on compile right. <laughs> 75% of the time because it's too big for Flash. Right. Yeah, and yeah, so like, oh, oh yeah, I, I hear Binding of Isaac has huge hitboxes. Let's make our game have huge hit. Yeah, it yeah, that was really frustrating to me. Like, it, aesthetically, I really like our darker purpose and yeah. I think a good game using those assets would be great. Yeah. Um I, you know, I really want more Robotron style, like, coarse granularity twin stick shooters to exist. It would. How much time did you put into Geometry Wars? Two, three hours, probably. Yeah, I. That might be enough. I feel like Geometry Wars, especially Geometry Wars 2, and frankly, like, all the games that were influenced by it, like, if you could just, like, nudge that part of your brain over to getting 360 degree firing. Sure. Like there would this be this world be a of, lot games of games that, that you I would could love. Play. Yeah, no, I know. But I mean, so Geometry Wars really embraced every aspect of Robotron. A lot of what made Robotron hard was the amount of visual noise that you had to get through in order to see what was actually happening yep. in the game. And it it became a thing that it was like difficult to comprehend how you were getting better at it. But, like, 
I feel like I got good at Robotron in less time than it took me to still be pretty shitty at Geometry Wars. Well, that's interesting because I found Robotron to be... Well, it was arcade hard, right? It's arcade hard, but, like, you get to where you can play it for free, and in a half an hour, you will be much, much better at it. That's true. I mean, also, Robotron is about score, and you achieve higher scores with finesse in Robotron in a way that I feel like you achieve higher scores with endurance in Geometry Wars. Well, Geometry well. I, I, if you, in two to three hours, you would not have gotten far enough ge- in Geometry Wars that it would have stopped getting harder. Yeah, okay. Like if your single game was like two to three hours. I th- oh well, I'm, I'm yeah, not, no, no, no. It was that it, happened, but like I think it stops getting better after like fifteen, like getting harder rather after like fifteen minutes. Which, to be fair, is like for a game that paced like that is a very long time. So yeah, for a game where one hit and you're dead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you play um? Geometry Wars 2 at all? I did. Did you play pacifism mode? I did. How was that when you could just focus on the one stick? It was interesting. That's the mode that I played the most of. But yeah. I also had some friend. I had some Xbox Live friends that were so much better at yeah. it than me that I was never, ever going to hit a leaderboard, no matter how much time I spent playing it. So Yeah, and that, that was actually really funny to me. I didn't realize it until... I went offline and had no motivation to play because it wasn't going to save my score. Yeah. I didn't realize I mean, how much of, of that was a motivation for me. A lot of why I like being good at Robotron is because I can go up to a Robotron machine in an arcade and get on the leaderboard because everyone else is fucking terrible at Robotron <laughs> because Robotron is hard as shit. Yeah. And being good at it is a thing that most people have not bothered to spend the time developing the useless skill to achieve. Um, I had a friend that I played pacifism with like not in the same room but we were trading scores back and forth and he told me that you know the the filter sweep that happens like on the title screen like the the very specific like bizarre creations like and there's like a tone that sweeps downwards i think um he was telling me that like you know he'd been playing this game like on and off for or rather not on and off like on for like a week and he was feeling really proud of himself because he was like, oh, I'm doing this instead of smoking cigarettes because it, 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 it makes him not, or rather he can ignore the craving while he's playing it. But also then he's noticing he's getting like really high blood pressure while playing it. <laughs> and then he noticed that he was getting this like full body sensation when he heard that filter sweep that was the exact same sensation that he would get when he was about to do cocaine. <laughs> and... I was talking about this. We were looking up like what this might be medically and your body apparently will like on, on like perceptual triggers will prepare itself for the dose of a drug. Hmm. And if you don't have those same triggers before you take the drug, you can overdose on your regular dose. And so then we were talking about like, what if his girlfriend put the controller in his hands while he was asleep? (laughs) <laughs> and woke up and played it and dot. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> oh, so she tricked him into playing pacifism mode without getting that early birth. Like he would just get like such a dopamine rush from playing this video game that he would die from it. That, the, if, that if was his yeah. body didn't get a chance to prepare for it. No, that's yeah. 
Huh? Yeah, that seems that seems pretty plausible. That's <laughs> yeah. like we that's maybe an episode it. of Tales from the Dark Side. I don't know that <laughs> I don't know that it qualifies for the Twilight Zone, <laughs> but maybe Tales from the Dark Side. Jack B. Nimble says, "Hey, Double Bros, on a show last week. This is this is from October fourth of <laughs> maybe last year. Uh, you mentioned Zach's views on Freddy Got Fingered and Kevin's take on Andrew WK. Well, it was Zach's casual references now and again that caused me to go back and watch Tom Green's Tour de Force, which was certainly an experience. I wondered what exactly is Kevin's opinion of the artist formerly known as WK. <sighs> so I've had very minimal experience with with Andrew WK. We saw him do one performance, yeah. once at, at Max Fun. Was just giving a talk, yeah. And it was mostly stammering and not actually saying words and sort of just tripping over himself. Uh, and I was charmed to my very core and Kevin was having none of it. Yeah. Because it was, it was clearly deliberate. It was not like an accidental thing. It was not a, an affectation. It was like a, a ploy. It was artifice. Yeah. yeah. And I just didn't... I was like, this... It was interesting for a minute, and then it was tired for me. I think I'm okay with artifice <clears throat> when the artifice evokes insecurity. <clears throat> I am not okay with artifice when the artifice evokes importance. I what went, about so then? What about the comic also at the Max Fun Con that was Andy just, Daly? You just hated, trying to say, just trying to say anything but actual content. Andy Daly did a routine. It was that, kind of amazing, but also that terrible. was the the shtick of the routine was that. All he was doing was saying the, the interstitial, like, interstitial between stuff. jokes yeah. things that a comedian would say <laughs> without ever actually saying but any for jokes. For like five to ten And it minutes. went on really, really long. It was a long, it was a long and Is this like on YouTube? No, I don't think Probably so. Probably not. Oh. This, so, this, so this seemed to be a thing where they, like Jesse Thorne invites these comedians to perform at Max FunCon and says... If you want to do some weird experimental bullshit, yep. these nerds will probably tolerate it. Yep. <laughs> so do whatever. So like Dave Schumke did this entire section of his act where he was like, I would like to invite my invisible twin brother onto the stage. And then just did a total like vaudeville style shtick where he's pretending to have an invisible twin brother and like reacting really badly when his invisible twin brother says something racist that we can't hear. <laughs> yep. And I thought that was pretty fucking great. That was, that was pretty good. Um, That's really good. But, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's weird. It's weird. The things that you will tolerate, like, you know, we saw, Oh yeah. The, the woman from fucking, Oh my God. Bullshit game company that everybody sucks their dick all the time. What? Valve. No. Ah, no. Uh, God damn it. They, yeah, made, that, they made some fucking bullshit buggy ass Luxurious fake Superbia. MMO about being a deer in the woods and they made that blizzard. Something no. about a cemetery. There's a girl in a cemetery. It's an, actually an old lady instead of a what girl. What is the name of that know. company? God damn. Tale, Tale of, of Tales? Tales? Tale, 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 Tales. Tales of Games. Tales. No, that, Tales of Games is the fucking Gnarls Barkley. The Gnarls Barkley. <laughs> oh, was that Gnarls Barkley Adver game, which was actually pretty good that came out on, on the heels of the last Gnarls Barkley album. Um, uh, we saw a talk by the woman from T Tale, of, Tale Tales. of Tales and... I can't remember what her name is. Wow, that's... Ariana... Huffington? No. Yeah, Ariana, Ariana David, a girl I went to high school with. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, anyway. Ariadne. She, this woman would probably change her name to some mythological bullshit. I, I thought that her talk was really interesting and you were not having I, any I of it. I was furious yep. about the time that I had spent listening to this talk. Like, my my summary of it is, <laughs> I'm, I'm so up my own ass that I didn't even prepare for this. <laughs> like, that was the talk. Whereas I felt like what, what she was doing was presenting a talk... From a, like sort of an emotional standpoint, as opposed to sort of a logical, sort of. I mean, that's how I standpoint. felt about the path. Yeah, and it was I, it was. I thought it was super interesting because she was just like, "These are my impressions of what of like the ten years of video games that I've made." Um, no, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure that if I had been in a different mood, I would have been able to. But but it's it's interesting. I think just this different people's tolerances yeah. for artifice, sure. right? Whereas. I, in, with Andrew WK, like, I don't care that he's playing a character. That guy has some good things to say about the world. That guy, hmm. if you read his advice column. Uh, yeah, say the thing. I don't know anything else about it. And I guy. didn't until years later. Like, oh, okay. I, like, I was, I was super charmed by the thing. And so I was a lot more likely to give the advice column a chance. But it's like, he is just like. Aurelia? That could be. Something like that. Sorry. Harvey, Aurelia Harvey, maybe. Okay, yeah. Anyway, sorry. The, the, this is important. The, yeah. the talk that I hated. You can look it up. The, the, actually, you Indicate probably can't East. because I don't think they actually fucking recorded any they of those. They published talks. some of them. Oh, good. That might that one might be on there because that was like one of the keynotes. So, <sighs> yeah. So this has been a artifice. Ten anyway, of so us artifice, artifice in the service of aggrandizing the artificer is a thing that I don't like. At all. Artifice in the service of elevating the spirit of the onlooker is artifice that I can get behind. Wow. That, uh, is, a, that is a weird distinction. Read Andrew W.K.'s I advice I, I think that's a really significant distinction. It's fucking great. Huh. Like... So, okay, so Andrew W.K. a year later did a drum marathon yeah which that was, was pretty great awesome that was pretty he played great the drums for 24 hours straight i don't even know he if was it was so for charity fucking it tired was just a stunt yeah he was so he just tired videoed himself insane. and broadcasted on the internet and playing the drums for 24 hours wow. and he had a bunch of his buddies from like other guest bands drummers like come and guest play drumming and coming in so that he could take a break where all he did was like hit a snare every yeah. few measures but he never stopped drumming he never stopped partying yeah. he never stops partying he will never stop partying Yep. I don't know, man. I like Andrew WK. Guys, I would like, I would like to hang out with him, I think. And then we, then this would all be yeah. okay. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for this segment that we have been pathologically not skipping for the last couple episodes, how yes. would they do that? Uh, well, they could tweet us, uh, which we will probably ignore, at VG Hot Dog on Twitter. They could email us through the Gmails, uh, VG Hot Dog at gmail.com. Uh, or they could go to our website, videogameshotdog.com, where there's a lovely web form for you to fill out and submit questions and comments and stuff. While you're typing Video Games Hot Dog into your browser, why not also type it into iTunes and then give us a rating or a review? Sure. Or tell a friend. We we hit some sort of what's hot in video games pot... Podcasts. Pot-cot threshold. Podcast. The other day. <laughs> the, the, we appeared Pop-cats. We appeared on an iTunes screen somehow. Yeah. In spite of their long-standing conspiratorial prejudice against us. It's probably because of me. Yeah. You think? Yeah, no, it probably is, honestly. Like, really? it probably got enough additional attention from your audience. Luckily, you're not a special guest anymore. You're just 
a regular guest. <laughs> just a regular. No, that's pretty guest. cool. No, I, I can I be a special guest anyway. So I think Soon you can be a special be regular. Guest. We, we've basically decided that Jim can be on the podcast whenever he wants, and uh, you know, however often Jim wants to be on the podcast, yeah. he's going to swing on by and do it. And I think that's going to be pretty. Yeah, cool. like yep. I guess I shouldn't promise anything, but I mean, I intend to do it every week. Nice. Oh, wow. And okay. when we go back to Arizona, it's going to get trickier. Yeah, that might. Uh, I, but, I probably don't want to do a Skype podcast. You don't think so? Uh, maybe. I think it would be fine. I think we it, can... well, you know, if you could, what you could do instead is have Riff come out here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then Swap the two around. of you could be in a, yeah. yeah. That'd be okay. good. Yeah. Sure. Um, we can, we can leave you with a recorder. We have yeah. a spare. Yeah. Yeah. You can play <laughs> one, two, three. Tommy went to see. See Rose, Tommy froze. One, two, three. I, I haven't heard that one. That's the song that I that that we played on a recorder at my recorder concert in like third grade. I thought you were going to say recorder college. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did go to recorder. My That's my parents told teach. me there was a lucrative future in being a court recorder, and I just filled out the wrong form. <laughs> oh, I was, and then I graduated, and I was so proud. And my parents were like, "What the? Get out! Get out of our house!" <laughs> anyway. I've had a great time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you gentlemen, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners, mm-hmm. I hope you join us next time. And until you do, keep your waist on the bookshelf and keep knocking over the microwave. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Good night. See you later. Keep your bob on the cat and keep gold the thwait.